Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Kathleen here with Paul, Jimmy, and for the first time behind the mic, producer Dave. Let's go, Dave. Today, we're going to be discussing episodes one through three for the new Netflix series, Cursed. Let's do initial initial impressions. Initial. <laughs> initial impressions. I'll start. I liked it enough. Period. No, I did. And I will say, before we get into it, the one thing I really liked, specifically in episode one, I like the credits, and I like the graphics that they do in the transitions. Um, it reminds me of like when Quentin does the Quest of the Seven Keys, when he narrates it, or when Hermione does the Deathly Hallows in um harry potter so i like those certain things I, i'm not gonna lie i wasn't i'm not like fully in love with it but i like it enough and i think that it'll be worth watching in the end i think that's a good way to put it i think i love it enough like it got me sucked in a little towards the end of these last three episodes but the first episode was a little slow but it did get me enough to the point where I'm I'm in for this for this series. Yeah, I mean, I think it's unfair that people were starting before, like when this pre- well, there was previews and when it was just coming out. People were hoping that it was going to be the next Game of Thrones, and that's just way too high of standards to yeah. put it at. Um, but you know, I I enjoy it. I I think it's entertaining. You know, I'm not a TV critic here, but I mean, I think I'm entertained enough, like you guys said, where I'm I'm in. I'm glad that we decided to watch up to episode three um, because if it was only one and two, I was going to be pretty negative Nancy about it. But the three really picked up and the end of it, you know, got me really interested and hooked. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to watch the end of it. I mean, <laughs> we I have to. We're it. podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't just bail on it right now in the middle of it. But It's definitely not even close to bail worthy. Yeah. You know? No, no. Yet. It's definitely yeah. good. But I guess with all that aside, should we just get right into it? Yeah, I'm going to read it. the intro paragraph yeah, that they fine. give me, give us in the beginning. I so, like there is a story lost to the mists of time of the sword of power and the young woman who wielded it. They called her a demon, sorceress, savior. Before Arthur the king, the sword of power chose a queen. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. What if the sword chose a queen? And, and I, did, I did like that take on it because, I mean,. I don't know much about King Arthur, but actually my dad is a big King Arthur nerd, and um, this is all information that has just been untouched in this lore, so it's interesting to see that the Sword of Power, you know, had a queen before the king, so I'm I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, it was pretty cool, too, because right after that, they show, um, you know, this woman falling into the lake. Um, it looks like she's, like, bleeding and dying. That has but, to be the final scene, I feel like. I, I feel yeah. like it's one of those Lady things where it's going to be, yeah. Um, Lady of the Lake. But it's, it's cool because, like, we kind of know it's Lady of the Lake. Like, it's it's weird because it's almost like watching, like, a new Spider-Man because you know the core story. Like, it has f- yeah. certain elements that makes it Spider-Man. Yeah, how many times but, are we going to see Uncle Ben die? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, it could... You know the core elements, but there's slight changes depending on what storyline sure, it is. And that's sure. kind of what it is. Like, we know, like, King Arthur. Like, we know there's a Lady of the Lake. We know Excalibur is, like, really cool sword. And I like how they haven't explicitly called it Excalibur. Like, I don't know yeah. if they're going to do something, like, give it a name at the end of it, but just right now it's sort of power, but I guess they are to be, it is to be assumed that it is Excalibur. Right. Or, yeah, you know, Devil's Tooth, they do or call they it. Do but call yeah, I, I think we're well, supposed yeah. to assume it's Excalibur. Which yeah. is cool. And I guess we can just start with it. Like, first scene we get into is just, you know, we get Nimue, we get introduced to her. She's clearly an outcast among her villagers. Um, we get introduced to, I guess, her only two friends in 
him and Squirrel, and I have to say, Squirrel was the man. Yeah. The boy, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. the boy, you know. Yeah, I thought he was going to be her little brother. Yeah. And I thought, because he kept saying, Mom, or... Or mother, they kept like saying mother, but like they were not referencing kind of the same yeah. mother. I don't think, <laughs> right? Because no. they're not siblings. Yeah, but he's hilarious and cute as hell. He's the man. He's a little rascal. Yeah, when he you see just, him, he literally picked off like or pickpocketed three people in like ten seconds. Took like, a swig of alcohol. Yeah. It's just like ah, it's not strong enough or whatever he says. But <laughs> and I just like the way he talks too. And I'm going to say Pim did not give uh, great first impressions right off the bat. She just kind of seemed to be a person that. Oh was there a human yeah she was just a human you know like i am the unpopular opinion here and say that i like pim i liked her enough i was was pretty i was pretty negative on pim because like it's it's just so unfortunate it's not like her actor it was uh just her character it was like she was just super annoying see i think that Honestly, this is a hot take. None of the characters on the show really made that much of an impression on me. There wasn't anyone really that I'm like fully so into to make me against him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just maybe like, Merlin, but Merlin's we'll get good. there. Yeah, well, bit, give yeah. Paul, give me a quick like reason when you say her character, just because I want to talk about the books. It's yeah. on the book reader. So, you know, when we first see her. Nimue is like packing up to go to the boat. She is just at this point in time, she, like, she gets chosen to be the villagers' next summoner or like I guess village leader. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I don't want this position. You guys all hate me. She storms off, and then that's where like she's packing her bags, and that's where we get well, him. Real quick, yeah, it was like one of the first scenes right after we met Squirrel. Like she's gathering flowers as an offering for the ceremony you were just referring to. Um, she has this weird interaction with this deer, and she's hearing, like, voices mm. and saying, like, save them. And then it goes to the deer, and it's looking at her, and it says, like, save them. Yeah, it says, death is not the end, fae queen, save them. Yeah, so it said, fa- it called her fae queen. Right. Yeah. And pretty sure that's the only time she's referenced as fae queen. And so. just to be clear, we are just assuming that fae just means, like, we're assuming, I guess, mythical creatures like fairy, kind of fairy like, yeah. witches, mm-hmm. like anything like that. Yeah, and we have, and we should point out, and we'll get back to Pim in a second. But oh, we yeah, should point, I'm, I'm Paul's not done yet. We should point out how, like, they did do the everything with the forest really well with the colors and yeah, you know, that that's like nice. you know the scenery remember, is phenomenal. I was watching my parents kind of remind me of like Avatar, you know. Like yeah, that's, that's what I was going like, to say. She touched the orange flower and it kind of like floats in the air all majestically, but yeah, yeah. and like the effort was there. I yeah, mean, to make it, like, a good show. Like, it was really, like, beautiful scene. Yeah. yeah. She was walking nice. through the woods. And I wonder what it actually looks shot. like, like, Probably. when they're shooting right. it. I, think it would, I would just imagine it looks the same just without those specific, like, the, the beautiful flowers. Stuff, like, the yeah. green's all probably there. Like, what the she moss was just and everything. walking but. through, like, a green hallway. A green yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess real quick we'll say, you know, after the, the – it's a fawn, right? It's just a – it's a deer. What, yeah, 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 just a mm-hmm. simple yeah, deer. Yeah, so talking to her, it gets shot right away. Yep. You know, she's freaking out, uh, saying, what did you do? And they have – we have two people, two – was it two, two guys? guys two guys. Come in and – they're saying, you know, don't get too close to the witch. They'll get some worms. You know, even her dad left her, all this kind of stuff. You're cursed. All, you know. He's like, separating her. Yeah, she said it. Yeah, she said it. Whenever, you know, I get chills whenever they say the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the first time you really see 
her showing her power. Mm-hmm. You know, the green veins start pe- appearing on her cheeks from the side of her neck, and, you know, she she's... She kind of grabs, like, the roots of the earth just kind of grab the guy. And she yeah. twists the bow. She the twists bow the wooden bow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what it was. Talk Weird, about man. no poker face at all. Right, like, exactly. cannot hide. <laughs> no, yeah, she's just, yeah, anytime she's using magic, those, those green veins just are so obvious. Just ma- makes her stand out. They definitely could have been a little bit nicer to her. Yeah, I mean, like, that's what, like, the thing is, like, all these people just, like, bully her. They're like, you're a witch, and then, like, she does something witches, and it's like, yeah, you, like, you just prove our point. And it's like, well, you guys are just egging her on. You guys are being fucking assholes, you know? Yeah, and I mean, it's important to, to note, too, that obviously they're all fae, so they all know about magic. They're fine with magic. It's just that she was cursed. She was yeah, touched by just, a demon, Yeah, it's you know, when she was magic, little. Yeah. Dark magic. So yeah. that's what they're scared of. They think she's literally cursed. Oh. I said it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so it's not that she's doing anything with her magic. It's that they think that she's evil. Mm-hmm. Well, I know? guess this can transition us into, like, I, I don't know if this is the next scene, but, like, this introduces us to the Red Paladins, where the we get introduced to this old man talking to a child, where I thought things were going to get a little... Well, I mean, they were dark, but yeah, freaky, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, right. Yeah, he's just talking to this little kid. He's, like, basically telling him, like, we're here to do God's service. Like, we got to pull the weeds out of the earth, you know? Like, and, like, he touches the kid with a plant, and his arm becomes green, and then they get he gets taken away, and it pans over. You see the their whole village is on fire, so. I did not see that coming. Like, when they panned away, and all of a sudden there was, like, people on crosses and the entire... Yeah, I mean, like I said, I thought things were going to get freaky. I mean, you see, like, a, a religious character with a young boy. Yeah, right. It's like, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but. so that religious character is Father Carton. He's Peter Mullen. And I will you know. say, he is, for me, the gleaming point of he's the show. He's standing out. I mean, amazing. Every yeah. time he's on this, every time I see him on the show, like, anytime he appears on screen, I'm just like, get me, I want to know what he's saying. Yeah, and I mean, he's phenomenal in Westworld, and he's phenomenal in Ozark, Ozark as well. Yeah. So, you know, I was definitely expecting big things from him as the villain. He, like, looks so... Like comforting, he looks like Santa Claus. Yeah, that's what like in like this like and whenever he has a he, like smile he'll on his have face. like yeah like villages burning in the background. He's just like he's you know he's really enjoying doing God's work. Like he be- really believes and like that's what makes the actor I think really good too. Is like he's very into his role. Yeah, he's super evil but super calm about it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm glad they didn't like pull a Game of Thrones where. They showed this little child burning at the stake. That was like yeah, the worst was, scene of Game yeah, of Thrones. I think ever. Kathleen mentioned this like pre-show. We were just kind of talking. She's like, "I wish this was R-rated." And you know, I kind of I'm with you on that. Yeah, I do. I I need. It is TVMA though. It I just know. doesn't. It doesn't show. It doesn't show nudity. Like, especially when they're like, you see the people burning on the stakes in the show, and it's like, yeah, they're burning, but it's not yeah. like oh, well, it's I... not like Game of Thrones where it's just like that skin's like you could. I don't know. You could basically yeah. smell it through the right, fucking TV, right. you know? <laughs> I mean, they're not really cursing. We haven't seen any sex scenes. There's The fighting is fine, but it's not graphic. Yeah, it's not that graphic. You know, graphic. for a TVMA. I mean, something must happen for them to get that rating eventually. And if you remember the preview, those are literally the yeah, things exactly. I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Those Make are the three hot. things I listed. Make it hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe it'll get so, better. So, Dave, that scene where we get introduced to Father Card, and that actually comes a little bit after... Um, so, like, before that was Nimue's, like, ceremony where she brings the offering and stuff right, like right. that. That's when the ceremony happens, and then it's showed that she has been chosen as the summoner. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that means yet, do we? 
I think it's just a it's, village it's the leader. leader. Yeah. It's got to be just like the head villager. Of the, of well, the, of like the Fae, right? Yeah, also, I mean, you're supposed to, right now. No, I don't think it, like, so she did get called the Fae Queen, but I don't think that's like what the summoner is. I think it's literally just like that small village we got a glimpse of, that means just she's in control of that. Like she's not anything hmm. royal, let's say, per se. Gotcha. Right. Now that's when we, there is a little bit of difference from that in the books, but Basically, right there is another time when we see someone saying, no, this can't be, she can't be the summoner, she's cursed, she's she's evil, and, you know, saying it right to the mom, too, you know, and then Nimue storms off because she doesn't want to be summoner. Yeah, the know? mom is also someone who seems to be, you know, really defending Nimue, like, she's just, like, she she's trying to help Nimue cope with everything going on, but Nimue, you know, she's just, like, everyone hates me, which... It's not. She's yeah. not wrong. Well, we don't understand it yet, but we get flashbacks to her childhood, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, it's brutal. Now we understand why you're like yeah. that. But like, she gets chosen as a summoner. Her mom's telling her like, you got to do it, and she's like, no. Storms off, goes through her house, and she's packing. And this is where we get introduced to Pim. Yeah, right. This, now, is Pim Paul's, uh, did not this is Paul's. Not start issue. off hot with me <laughs> because the first thing she does is ask two questions. Like back to back, like like first of all, she comes in. She's like, "What are you doing?" Nimue says, "Like I'm leaving. I'm packing." And she's like, "Why?" She's like, "I've been chosen to summoner. Like I'm getting a ship to like Hawksbridge and leaving." And she's like, "Slow down. You're not making any sense." I was like, "What do you mean she's not making any sense? She literally explained everything to you." So I don't know. She was just. I don't know. She's just concerned with her friend. I don't know. Well, I kind of liked when she's going up to the dock and the boat's not there and she asks the man like where is it where is it going and Pim's just like she's not leaving she's not going <laughs> like I, I like that you would that's what you would do if your best friend was like I'm out see ya yeah. never yeah. to be found Speaking again of that guy on the dock like did, did we get a name for him was his name Gwen or like there was someone mentioned by the name of Gwen yeah so I'm gonna jump in here give a little background I guess we'll find out we probably should find out mm-hmm. um, from in the show but I just want to rewind here and say that I'm the one who's read the books. I actually stopped halfway because I didn't notice a good enough amount of differences where I didn't want to confuse the listeners. You know, we're a podcast about TV, so I want to stick to that. The first thing with Pim that you were talking about, Paul, is throughout these episodes, you'll see, or I guess episode one is the only, you know, we stopped seeing her after episode one. Mm -hmm. I don't think they did it good enough in in the show, like showing how cautious she is and how you know and we'll get into that as we get into the further scenes but i mean she is telling nimue don't go but she's supposed to be more like nimue's moral compass when she's being hot-headed and just up her ass all the time just being like please don't go please don't do this please don't do that you so know basically the show is just ruining pim so yeah no, i mean we'll not, see not but... hitting the nail on the head with pim's character right but the other like... thing about gawain is that he was somebody that nimue Loved as not necessarily like romantically. I don't know if that's was he was is he like Faye? Like was he from he was the he was in the village okay. when when okay. she was younger and I think they say a certain amount of years ago, a good enough amount of years ago. I want to I'm going to say seven or something. He left mm-hmm. and he was like one of the first people to ever leave. And she like wanted to be able to be like him. You know, she really idolized him and she was very upset. And it's like foreshadowed that maybe she when she wanted to leave is she just wanted to find him because she just wants to be free of the village you know and he okay. was the first person he was so very it wasn't that that guy on the dock that they speak to he no like, that it was, that was that just was referencing him guy. right okay. Okay. and he, he was besides her mother besides squirrel and besides pim he was one of the only ones who was nice to her and also i don't know if the listeners know this but Gwen is actually 
from what we already know from King Arthur lore, is actually one of the Knights of the Round Table, believe it okay, or not. Okay, so, so see, just, I... Hot yeah, news. Right. Yeah, just hot news. Like, I think that was something my dad had noticed right away. Like I said, my dad's a total nerd for all this stuff. So, like, as soon as they mentioned Gawain, he was just like, oh, Knight of the Round Table, there's number one. That's so, great. It'll be... I'm sure they'll be... I'm sure they'll he'll be back in the, in the series at some point. So, that was a nice... And, like, I didn't appreciate that moment if not for my dad but like i definitely am now more interested in seeing him and what he's capable of right but i guess after uh she goes to the dock and realizes that the boat's already gone she she is now has to wait six months for the next boat to come and i think this is where we transition to merlin like king Uber. uh right before that okay. um we actually get a scene of Nimue's village. Right. And that's when they have an injured Moonwing. Mm -hmm. um, and oh, okay. that's right, when right. they, you know, Squirrel is outside the hut kind of eavesdropping and he's hearing like the Moonwing who has like a chunk out of her leg, like her wang. Her wang. Her wang. Her wang. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Might as well be her wang. We, we haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Her wang. All right. Um, her wang's all torn up. <laughs> and she's saying, like, the men in red robes came, like, our village, mm -hmm. like, some died in their sleep before we even realized there, like, there was a fire. So they know that paladins, as they call them, they're moving the, the red robes of the paladins. The red paladin, or I think they're red, the paladins, red paladins. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they're moving north, and that's just coincidentally where their village is located, more north yeah. of that, that whole incident. Yeah, so they said, like, ah, oh, we gotta send scouts. Um, and then... Right after that, um, the Moonwing also talks about the Weeping Monk. Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. The, yeah. That's where we get that cool little like that little scene where he's like turning slowly. It looks yeah. like Kylo Ren like walking yeah. up to the fire. Yeah. His glowing like eye slits. Yeah. And yeah with like the little yeah, down drip. Yeah. Really Another little tidbit from the books, and this is just background information. Early in the books, when Nimue and and Squirrel are talking, it'll mirror the scenes when they're talking in the show. But he says, you know, he wants to see a moon wing, and she says that that'll never happen because moon wings live in the trees and they live above the tree level. So, and they're they're pretty much never seen. Mm -hmm. You know, they're pretty much always above level. You never can see them. So the fact that one was in their village injured was first big of all deal. like a, a big deal. And in the books, they're actually they don't get along. Uh, so okay. I don't think that'll be a big deal. But the fact that, you know, they're showing that the Moonwing is in the village, it's being seen, not many people at all have ever seen it, it's showing that the Paladins aren't messing around. If they can, you know, burn down the forest and get the, the Moonwings that most people can't see, they're they're going to be moving on to, to every yeah, fae that yeah. they can, so... Interesting. Okay, uh, that's why we like. I love having you with this knowledge. That yeah, I mean, makes the, it a little bit better. Yeah, with the books, I'm going to try not to put too much into it because, again, I don't know what's going to be brought up at later times in the TV show. I don't know if they're going to be mixing and matching things, but I can tell certain things are going to be background information that won't show up, and I'll give you that. But especially when we get to episode three, you know, I'm not going to talk too much about the book because I don't want to spoil anything, and we're all about no spoilers no here. Spoilers, so spoilers, baby. Here. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> now are we on the uh, the Uther part? Yeah, now no. we're on Merlin. No. Yeah, we're on Merlin. Okay. Real quick, well, um, kind of all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it all like flows together. Yeah. They jump yeah. back and forth so frequently. But yeah, we see this dude in a hood, like in the corner of a bar, and then two guys come in. They sit him down. And they realize he's asleep. <laughs> and they're like, oh, like cool. We'll be able to like kidnap him and bring him back. And then you know he pops up with the knife and starts. You know, torch or interrogating them, and he said that Lord Grey River sent them. Do we know who that is? 
I think we just as of the first three episodes, it's just a nobody right it's now. Just, right just, now, like, somebody just looking like it's just. Mm-hmm. I think to show that Merlin's in debt, right? Like he's just like he has a bounty on him. Yeah, he has a bounty yeah. on him. Yeah. He's because he's obviously drunk at this point in time. He's been he was passed out from drinking. Like, yeah. I think they just wanted to make it look that like Merlin is at his low, right? In debt, drunk, just can't. And to further the point that he is at his low, right after that, he's leaving the bar. And Hottie McCottishan, the bartender, um, <laughs> came over to him and was like, "Like you threatened to turn them into in, mole rats, yeah, into mole rats, but you didn't. Like, so the rumors are true. You have lost your powers." And then, like, that you saw was him weird. Wince. I hope we get some more backstory on that too, because that seemed that was very interesting to me. I mean, he says it himself in episode three. Yeah, multiple he confir- times. Yeah, he's, he's just confirmed. Like, I don't like. He, he might be hiding it from some people but like i think just he's uh, yeah he's accepted it is this the same merlin where like in harry potter when they're like merlin's beard uh i mean i, I mean yes but no i mean that's the deal like it's england that's the point so like, it's like harry Potter, but it's the arthurian legend yeah arthurian yeah. legend exists everywhere it's like it's not even like set like there's no like arthurian legend is just like it's all over the interpretations place. Like, all yeah, different all, all you know yeah. that's why this is cool but like yeah, we so said in the preview to like this Merlin. Yeah, like, yeah. Merlin right. usually has, like, purple robes, long white beard. Like, he's not okay. he's not our boy Gustav here, you know? So, but yeah, I mean, because Harry Potter takes place in Britain, it's technically the Arthurian Merlin. Okay, you know? just make it sure. But I guess we also find out that uh, Merlin is also working for the king. I don't know if it's explicitly said his name yet, but we just know that Merlin works for the king and that the issue with the kingdom uh, is that it's overrun with a drought. Like, uh, there's no rain. They can't make any food. Everyone's thirsty, dying of hunger. So uh, Merlin's basically there to help produce rain. Yeah. Right after we see Merlin leave the bar, we go to Uther Pendragon. And is it, like, are we, like, are we, does it say his name is Uther, Uther Pendragon? Pendragon? Yeah. In the He's confirmed episode? Uther okay. Pendragon. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to make sure. I don't now, know. I don't know if it's Pendragon and Pendragon. I have no oh, idea I'm what that is. I just know. Yeah, I I've think that. Dodecahedron. I just always say Uther Dodecahedron. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> what the hell is he saying? We were talking about Merlin working for the They were saying, like, oh, like, the town, the town is blaming, like, fey magic for the drought. Like, we need to do something. Otherwise, like. They're blaming Fey Magic, but like soon they're gonna blame us. And Uther's like, "Why do they blame us? Like it's the weather." Yeah, he, that was a funny. Scene. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, like it's that. cool because he's like not your normal king. Mm-hmm. Like he's not confident, knows what to do. King, he's like the he well, what the hell? Relies on Merlin. It yeah, seems like and that's when Merlin gets brought in. Well, I mean, if you have a magician of that caliber, yeah, you would hope that he can do anything to help your village, especially, like, make rain, but he doesn't Yeah, have... Merlin's cocky with him, and it's not like the king is like, shut up. Yeah, like, yeah. he just, so, like, takes like, it. That's yeah. the big deal, like, you were saying earlier, no one does know besides Merlin and his close people that he lost his magic, not so... Even, so, yeah, not yeah, even the king at this right, point. Right, the, the, the king would not be dealing with his shit if yeah, he knew, he, like, he you know... This. But I guess referencing back to when we first meet Merlin, Merlin does still, not, just because he doesn't have his magic doesn't mean he's not skillful like, oh you saw yeah him at the the bar like he took down one of those goons and was like ready to fight like he had even said like i can take you guys no problem and like yeah he strolls up to the king he's all confident and it's just like he said something like i may have lost my magic but i haven't lost my wit right so, that's later yeah he says yeah. that to the widow yep yeah, yeah. and i wanted to ask you guys what you thought because i liked him in the bar but when he was coming into to to king uther to talk to king uther 
I was getting like Captain Jack Sparrow vibes, and I was like, please don't be another one of those like copycat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then he ended up being fine. But yeah. like when he first walked in, he was doing the drunk thing. I was like, mm-hmm. oh God, it looks like a I copy. I didn't think about it, but now, yeah. It's yeah. Kind of, it was a little Yeah, it's similar, pretty spot on. But... Yeah. But he does great eventually. So something else to note about this scene is that the king is asking him, he says, you promised us rain, you know, and, and the king doesn't know that Merlin has no power or magic anymore. So... You know, Merlin's got his facade going, but he says, oh, I could ask the Shadow Lords or I could, you know, bring the Shadow Lords into this, which is supposed to be a threat almost to the king because the Shadow Lords are a group of wizards. Uh, I mean, they're dark people, you know, yeah, magical. I'm guessing. Yeah, we get. Yeah. Shadow Lords. So they're sp- and they're you don't really they have like an underground brotherhood where you don't know who's who's part so of it. I it's very sure. If, are they like spirits? Are they actual people? No, they're, they're people. Like, and they're like people. Merlin was part of it at once. And he's okay. kind of on the outs. We find out. But yeah, they're like a brotherhood. They're underground. You don't no one knows who they are, but they're very dangerous. Mm. And I'm not sure if this happens in the show, but in the books, the king's like, no, 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 we don't have to do that. Don't, don't do that. It, he like actually responds to the threat. I don't think he does in the show, no, but you know that's either. the shadow lords do come up a lot. So I just wanted to bring that part up. Uh, yeah, and Merlin walks out of there drunk and saying like, yeah, I just need more time to do research, like blah blah blah. And then it transitions to him and <laughs> Nimway. Now, okay, you can't make a second first impression, but you can make a good second impression <laughs> what she did not do dude it was like she was like on the back of the horse and she was like oh like why'd you drag me out here like i'm covered in bugs and dirt and nimway's like nobody asked you to come and i was like yes nobody asked you to come Tim. go back some people just like to complain and hear themselves talk and i can I, relate yeah. Yeah. i think that the show is making her a thorn in nimway's side in the wrong kind of way. See, I didn't get, am I watching the same show? I didn't get that. <laughs> I didn't, that's not I what I was like getting. friends being friends. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, Shit kind of just being She's a complainer, like, whatever. Every group has a little a cynical, a little, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. But like her best friend. So I, I, I think I'm just stuck on, Nimue's our protagonist and everybody hates her. Literally her mom is the only person she really has besides Squirrel and Nimue's doing that like, teenager yeah. thing where she hates her mom too, kind of. Right. So it's like, the fact that Nimue actually likes Pim. And Pim likes her. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like. That's her best friend. Yeah, yeah. friendship. Yeah. It's friendship. all we have. Got it, yeah. It's all we have in this oh, world. I don't know if I'd be friends with Pim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd I, I stick with Squirrel and that's it. Yeah, um, But like real quick, this is actually where they mentioned Gwen, the brass shield. Yeah. Pim says something like, oh, I know of like Gwen, the brass shield. Well, no, they're saying he took the brass shield. That's the ship. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay, the brass shield is the, yeah. oh, that that left like a. They're saying that he took the brass shield. That's the only ship that'll cross the sea to the desert kingdoms. So she's trying to take that same ship, and she thinks that she's gonna. It's gonna be there waiting, and it's they, the guy says it left what a week ago or so. Yeah. Well, before they get to the dock, they're going through the town like doing the typical like shopping spree montage yeah, like the, like, they hit up the market they check out the dresses yeah. as i was watching i was like oh kathleen loves this scene like, oh, <laughs> I, I, that's it i like these two i, I i'm in it was it was fine whatever yeah. she was like oh does this look good on me this, uh, that looks terrible on you yeah. and like moved on i was like classic is this where we meet arthur singing yes, yes exactly yes which the, every every one of these fantasies has to have a bard as we know yeah and we met, we meet the bard who 
and Arthur. Yes, he's not as good as yeah. our bard. Yeah, our bard. <laughs> from The Witcher. <laughs> oh, that's that's Cass, crossover. Cass yeah, Cass or Dandelion. If you read the books, oh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. We got a bunch of readers on this <laughs> podcast, fucking bragging. Yeah. Um. So cheekbones McGee is introduced, <laughs> but handsome, handsome Arthur. Man. We, yeah, we don't know his name is Arthur until like the end Brex, of the conversation. Brex. Um, and he sees Nimue and, you know, is like serenading her. Talks about her eyes a little bit. Changes yeah. the gets, lyrics to his wet. song yeah. to match her eyes. So. Yeah, she gets, clap, a little, clap, clap. she gets a little sploosh in the pants, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I like a good spot from across the way yeah. and just like can't keep his eyes Lock off eyes her. I'm in on that. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, I love my, any scene like that. My eyes were locked on him, dude. He is. He's a good looking guy. guy. Chiseled yeah. in the face area. Um, and then I don't even Pim like they they start to walk away. Arthur like goes up to him and he's just like, "Hey, basically, like, yeah, beautiful, exactly. like, let's saying, get a drink." Yeah, he's Pim like, "Let's was, get a drink." Yeah. And Pim was pushing baby girl, yeah, way to girl. her. That's what he <laughs> hit her with. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that's another difference. Like Pim wants to get the hell out of the village because the point of and that's in the book. Like in the point of them being in the village. In the books, Fae are way more noticeable that they're Fae to other humans. Mm-hmm. Like, they still look human enough, but they have a lot of not- noticeable things where they need to be covered yeah. if they don't want to be seen. So in this, they're, they have hoods and stuff, but they can, they're passing as humans pretty easily. So the whole time in the book, Pim's saying, okay, we did what we had to do. You saw the boats, not there. Let's get the hell out of there. You know, so when Arthur shows up, she's like, no, no, let's go. And and Nimue is the one who's like, no, nah, let's get a couple drinks. Well, the with the them. opposite, yeah, show, right. Where Nimue is like, let's get the hell out of here. And right. Pim's like, no, you got to talk. Pim's to the wing woman. Guy. Yeah. She's right. Evil. Yeah, we get um, to the Kathleen bar. likes that. Just saying, if Pim didn't tell Nimue to go get drinks with Arthur, Nimue would have been home before. Yeah, the Red Paladin's yeah, attack. So yet again, Pim. That's like strike four at that point. Yeah, and I, what would Faye, what would Faye, what would she have done if she beat them there? Like, you're right because she was there and she did absolutely. Well, so, exactly. right, that's, that's so, like, coming tell me what the difference yeah, would have been. So if here, anything, so they both would have probably got slaughtered. Here's the yeah. deal, okay? And again, in the books, you're supposed to have them in the village, right? And they're being, you know, it's scandalous that they're in the village. You know, they're not supposed. They're being sneaky. They see the Red Paladins walking around, and at this point, they know what the Red Paladins are, and they know that they're dangerous, and they see a Red Paladin go up to someone selling knives, and he and he just says, F you, and steals the knife, one of the Red Paladins, right? So Nimue, being like the hero slash hothead's like, fuck that guy, we're going to go steal it back, and Pim's like, holy shit. So she, they sneak and, and steal right from under them, and all this stuff happens where... It's almost like we, we get to the dice scene too, but they find out that she's Faye, and it's it, you're supposed to think that because of that is why they go to their village next. Right. Like even even in the book, Nimue says, "This is my fault. Like yeah. I screwed everyone over." Right. You know, so. Okay. And in the show, it just happens to be that her village is next in the yeah. path, the well, path. Yeah, we'll get to Kathleen's favorite yes. scene if you want to. Sure. This. So they go and get a drink with them, and they're at this bar tavern tavern whatever whatever. and they're sitting there they're hanging out and then immediately like i can't even imagine being a girl let alone a witch like an outcast witch just a girl in general arthur's sitting there with them and these bozos like come over and start bullying and 
Arthur's not even like he can't even stick up for them and be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he I just, feel like he's been bullied by them before. Exactly. Like it's like, like they were the tough guys and Arthur. Why would guys. Arthur bring these two basically yeah. targets into this tavern just and then not be able to defend them once this fucking Boris comes in and is so but I I did love this scene because I love the confidence in her. She's just like looking him dead in the eye. I was like, let me give me a give me a yeah. roll. And that's the, yeah, they do that. Arthur's like, no, no, no. Pim's yeah. like, shut up, stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop doing that. But it was hot. And I loved it. I was like, yeah. Yeah, Boris was just like, take advantage of him, you know, get some free cash mm-hmm. off him. Like, all right, roll these dies. If you roll sevens, like, you get yeah. my money. If and you Arthur, roll anything else. Arthur knows that they're weighted to not he tries land warn, on a seven. He tries and warn her, yeah. Yeah. Know, and Pit, so when she starts doing the magic, uh, the vines start popping up on her face and Pim kind of like moves her right hair, right yeah. which I love I'm like that was a good, good save. friend that was yeah. a good save. what a great yeah. friend that Pim one thing Pim yeah. does right <laughs> yeah one, one point for Pim besides but when she Boris, disappears but, Boris, <laughs> but I think Boris does know like he sees her like touch the hair I think or like sees something yeah. going on between the two and he gets a little suspect but yeah she rolls the die sevens she gets her like well she's owed this money because right. she got she or wanted it, 10 silver 10 silver yeah, yeah. and then fours is like well these are he knows they're weighted right so, so well, he knows she, yeah That's right like, you're cheating. the first time he doesn't say anything yeah, okay. well he says roll again yeah he's like roll again and and he she's like well if I roll again like then you know double, do, your, double, double or nothing and fours is like well i want more than a kiss which he's disgusting so yeah, i couldn't oh even yeah, he's she was whatever she want my money's worth as well or something like yeah, that like, yeah. Ew! yeah yeah and they they allude guy. yeah and they allude to this later in episode three i believe arthur's a sell sword he actually works for boars like that's okay. so he's just an I underling think, i think that was that's not like, in the show that was not even very no. clear to me it just seemed like they were both knights or whatever right and like yeah so okay, he's a, a the guy at the end kind of says that the well, guy that um is supposed to sponsor him what's his name that's his sponsoring Arthur. Uh, Lord yeah. Yeah. He kind of like it's said there that he. Right. That's what I mean. When, like yeah, later yeah. in episode mm-hmm. three. Yeah. He isn't. He's an underling to Boars in the Hedge Knight slash Cutthroat group. So he knows all about them, and he has to listen to them. That's why he's just like, oh shit, you know. But it's stupid to bring him into that bar, like exactly. Kathleen said. What do you think, just in general, with witches, whether it's Salem or any type of witch or magic, how like how they're targeted and people want to kill them? It's like. You're the ones with the magic, people. You should be killing the non-witches. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy how that it might goes. Just, it, and might like religious of, it might and just also be like just a minority thing. Like they're just they're probably not so enough. few in numbers. Mm-hmm. Like even though they are strong individually, like just the amount of normal people that yeah. can overpower them. Might I should have been a witch. It's what you, <laughs> Dave. It's also what you were saying earlier, though. They're so annoying that like the peasants will come up, be like, "Oh, witch," and then like shove her, and then like she'll do some do something magic, and vines will take her. It's a like, oh, like see, she's a witch, like she's trying to kill me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so it's like, oh, you proved my point. Stop fueling, antagonizing me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're just fueling the own fire. So, so maybe that's why she doesn't kill him. If I was her, I would definitely string him off in the trees or whatever. But Dude, that was definitely one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Oh yeah, of the first three, it was the dice scene. It was definitely cool seeing Nimue have some confidence behind yeah. her. She was not afraid to show her powers, even though she should have been probably. But she just wanted to teach someone a lesson. Yeah, and I yeah. think she got she got her comeuppance. But like, yeah, so basically, Boris gets all angry. It's like a scuffle kind of breaks out. They start running, and that's when you know the red Boris paladins. Is cha- yeah, Boris is chasing him, screaming "witch" the whole time. You know, Faye and all this stuff, and of course, the red paladins are like outside, and they're like, "Ah, shit." 
we got to go get this What's this girl. crazy witch doing? We got to yeah, kill so her. This is yeah. kind of like a chase scene, I guess. They just, yeah. um, I don't really, they just kind of, it just kind of transitions. They ran away. Like they yeah, did. they got away and that's when like they set up camp in the woods or something like that. No, we yeah. brought back. Yeah, go, go No, I was just going to say, so now it's Arthur, Nimue, and Pim in the woods and the whole scene where they're sword fighting Arthur and Nimue, where is Pim? Pim sleeps. So that's sleeping. the, because that, I can't so see her. That's the other thing. Literally, Arthur says, I have wine and fire. Why don't you hang with me? And Pim's like, hell yeah. Like, yeah. And in the, in the book, she's like, no, no, we shouldn't do that. And it's, again, the opposite. So she's passed out drunk, you're supposed to think. Because remember, in the morning, she wakes up and has a she's headache like from my the head, wine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that sort of fight scene. So well, between, between Arthur Yeah, you and, know I did. Uh, was, I'm like, flirt, flirt. I don't know. When Kiss. she out the cheese knife, it was kind of cool. But then he's like, is that a cheese knife? She's like, yeah. And it's just, that was cheesy, but like, it was... It was cool. No I pun guess. Yeah. Well, the only thing I liked a lot was the headbutt, dude. Yeah, the headbutt. Oh my god, the headbutt was lit. That was, that was badass. That's yeah. how you know, like, talk about fifteen hundreds flirting. Right. If like I was talking to a girl at a bar and she headbutted me, I would not buy her another drink. <laughs> <laughs> like your current girlfriend would be do would do something like that. So. <laughs> Ed might headbutt you at some point. <laughs> Emily has headbutted before. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh hey, you Emily. bought her another drink. And hey, Emily. Another, another I, I always thought headbutting together. back then meant like we're getting married next. Like yeah. <laughs> we do have we do have a quick scene. We do have a quick scene that we skipped with Merlin. I was gonna yeah. say like we definitely pet pe- this is like also one of the best scenes. I yeah, think, yeah, story. and it's crazy with the you know he's trying to he's trying to see the signs he's you know because I think we missed something where it, earlier when he's leaving King Uther he's walking he sees the dead bird remember yes. and he goes up into the you know up into oh, one I of the towers and sees that, the okay. birds all in threes in a circle, circle and he sees that it's a, it's a sign. So that. now he's looking for more signs and he asks. You know, this shopkeeper, he says, you know, well, pretty much the shop, shopkeeper is selling some sketchy stuff and he's supposed to not be doing it anymore, right? Everyone's mm-hmm. just looking for something that, like, is basically a sign of an omen or, like, something right. that, like, is going to... Because he already he sees he's already seen like one or two signs. Yep. He's basically looking for that third sign and what he's looking for. Yeah. Um. What you said about the birds, I didn't pick up on the first time. Like, I know there was a bunch of birds in a circle, dead birds. Right. That he like you know walked into the center to but i didn't realize they were in threes i'm pretty yeah so yep. that makes sense when he goes to the vendor he says i'm looking for something that you have with the like, number three with the number yep. three and he's like what do you mean like can you be more specific and he's like whatever you have with threes. number three yeah. and then the, and then the shopkeeper says well actually yesterday something showed up and he so that was like this yeah. was really gross to me yeah which like, i thought was really cool was i was seen, wondering if they were gonna do it from it the book like, or it was like a newborn it was a stillborn baby it was right? a professor quarrel baby yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah it had so three headed yeah he, he pulls out of the drawer it's a stillborn baby with three faces so that's the basically he was looking for the numbers three one three i think it was so three were the birds one was who the fuck knows and then this other three appears as the stillborn baby and the code matches up so that there's now the prophecy of an arrival of a magical child and a great war kind of i love a good prophecy that's just like that had the witcher all over for me like uh, magical child is born great war is about to break out like great chaos like that is literally word for word the witcher mm-hmm. so we'll see where it goes though that was the stillborn baby was definitely gross to me 
Um, something that we missed with Arthur and Pimp and everything. No, no, no. That's fine. This is how we do it. We're just all over the place. So we had Arthur and Nimue while Pim was passed out drunk and Kathleen was so infatuated with her flirting that we missed the part where, um, she has a vision, you know, that's the, she passes out. Yeah. 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 Of her drowning, right? Drowning. And then, and then Merlin has the same one at the same time. I think there is a little bit of her drowning, but like, I think. It's just a combination of random things. Yeah, you like, see, like, I'm pretty sure you see Arthur naked at one yeah, point, you right? Like naked. You see, like, her, yeah, wounded in a lake. You see, like, a bunch of different You see things. fire, yeah. yeah. She sees it, flashes it's a, it's of a her vision, future. Though. It is right. definitely a vision. She goes, she passes out, and then Arthur, you know, is left to tend to her. Yeah, right. I have, I think I wrote this down. Nimue has a vision of herself drowning with the sword, and then Merlin, at the same time, oh, has, has the same. Bell. Next thing I, I guess, would remember is we see Merlin again doing some crazy-ass shit in the fucking middle of a storm like he's i guess he's outside it's him and uh some random knight that's with him he's outside there's there's rain there's rain going on so we're assuming that merlin's working on the drought the drought issue he's telling this is so funny like he's got this knight like just coated in metal he's like hold that metal staff higher yeah right. like, you sure this is safe and yeah. he's like yeah you're fine he's like Oh, wait, but just stand on the metal real quick. Yeah, it's don't worry about it, bro. Striking. Yeah. Eventually, the rain turns to blood. It is, I guess, yep. believed to be. And, like, you just see it just pouring down. You see, like, some – the sky is red now. Uh, storm, it's just pouring blood. You see crowns. Right. Yeah, crowns. You see the yeah. crowns. So I thought every that was time. weird. Yeah, there was three crowns. Okay, three crowns. So, so that, three comes up again. So maybe it was three, three, threes. Whatever. But, yeah, so – Merlin's outside just like freaking out out of all this information that he's overwhelmed with. Dude gets struck by lightning. He's just asking for it, just holding up a metal rod in the sky and he's just fucking ripped by this bolt of lightning. And, yeah. and that's when we see him wake up from the... Um, right, but it's also important to note that it's a sword that yeah, on is his, on, his, on his side. The, the, yeah. the wound is a, is the shape of a sword on, on his body when yeah. he's laying there. He wakes up from that vision that him and Nimue had at the same time. He wakes up, and then we see this scar running through the yep. side, and it's a sword, which is very interesting. Yeah, right. Because Uther's like, uh, Uther's bang, like wakes him up by just banging on the door. It's just like, fix all this. It's fucking raining blood outside. You got to do something about it. Yeah. This. Well, <laughs> but, like, I, he's literally in pain, just like yeah. drinking again, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that this great when he drinks coming. the blood, I think that's the, the ickiest thing. Like, I, could you even imagine taking a sip? of he fucking chugs. blood he a, he a yeah he that is, a it's a bucket thing. of blood he's literally yeah, he takes a bucket and just fucking oh God. yeah yes it was, it was stomach turning um, and then it falls onto the table and yeah i mean how do you not even tell it's blood from scooping it in a bucket bringing it there right. at i was thinking that they like, probably had the bucket outside someone just, just brought it in yeah. <laughs> i guess yeah but like someone just grabbed it real quick brought it inside but like you would definitely notice that. that's something you would notice yeah. but this actually chronologically all happens towards the end we're jumping around a lot we were just all um <laughs> before that too um there was like a short scene of merlin looking through like these ancient magic texts it looks like and he sees like a scout ex- or the, the sword of power drawn on these pages and he see sees like like, like uh, a baby half i see like a picture of like a one of those half horse half men th- i forget mm-hmm. what they're called centaur. centaur like i see a picture of a centaur i don't know if that has anything to do with it but yeah yeah so he gets all of this information and that's how he goes about to do the ceremony in like the the thunderstorm, and he chooses the poor guard to stand yeah, on, on the light. That is just such a funny scene. Just very well done. Merlin's been fantastic. I think up and up until that point in time, like Merlin's been 
fantastic to watch. Yeah, he definitely saved the first few episodes for me. I guess um, we can get to this. Uh, can we? Can we get to the like? Is this to the, the village? Yeah. 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 So, like, I have so many issues. I know Paul does too, but this this whole thing it just got me so angry. <laughs> we'll just get right into it, I guess. Yeah. So Nimue and Pim, you know, they wake up, or you know, Nimue's already up, and Pim wakes totally up. Totally ghost Arthur. Oh yeah, ghost the shit out of him. Yeah. Let me call that Uber real quick. Yeah. <laughs> don't wake him up. up. Yeah, don't wake him up. So you know, Pim's, they're riding off and Pim's trying to, you know, Pim figures out that she has a vision, but she's saying, well, t- well, first she's asking about the kiss. Like, did you kiss him? What'd you do? You know, Kathleen's fair talk. And then, but then they're talking about the vision, but Nimue won't tell her what it was. And then they get a little bit closer to the village and they see a horse galloping past on fire. Yeah. That was actually kind of disturbing to mm-hmm. see. Too, yeah. Like just, cause you could honestly, if you look close enough, like you could see like the insides of the whole, like you could see the bones, at least. The oh, really? And everything. Wow. And, and you were, gruesome. you were complaining earlier that they yeah, weren't yeah, showing yeah, enough. That was, <laughs> that was, that was, that was right on. <laughs> Love me some, some bones. So pretty much really quick, they get in, they, they get into the village and Pim is just taken. Before taking, that oh. though. Yeah. This is where one of this is where the first issue came up to okay me, is that like pim was like we shouldn't go in there smart move by pim to recognize <laughs> that your village is on fire and to say not go in yeah, there and then yeah. him way like a fucking idiot it's like i have to save everyone charges in, charges in two seconds in horse just knocks yeah. over like it's like what are you gonna <laughs> she's a hero dude yeah. <laughs> she's a hero <laughs> i get it like she wants to see that her mom's alive but like there's you gotta fucking run at that point and or at least like, scope it out and see what's going on yeah, like from a I distance just, at first but when i was watching with emily walking up to the scene i was like okay i know obviously they're going to walk in to the village being like ransacked yeah i hope Pim gets kidnapped, <laughs> so we don't have to see her anymore. And then she gets. And twenty seconds later, a knight scoops her up and carries her off the screen. And I was like, "Yep, that's the last of her." I was just, "Well, that's for all that we for saw." Now, for yeah, now. but like, yeah, she's in like Nimue's running through the village. Like, there's so many red paladins like on horses just running by her, like just not even wasting their time on this yeah. female who yeah. they could easily just. Like one every once in a while, you know, swings an axe, but it's like low effort. Yeah, you could murder this woman so it, easily. Right there's all these like other like you know red paladins grabbing women and pulling them off screen, and like there's like attempts to go at Nimue, but like you said, it's like a, like a weak attempt, and so they like, see something else out of the corner. And they're so of the eye, they go to that. Yeah, let me go to that. It's just yeah, yeah. it was that whole scene. Like I get that it was meant to be there because it chaos. builds up. Yeah, it builds up the backstory for Nimue. Like. You know, mom's dead. Spoiler alert, dude. Well, we didn't get that. <laughs> that's that's my problematic um, oh, scene. Well, r- right before we get to that, like, she sees Squirrel. Yeah, I like this. And Squirrel Best is, like, box. freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid and she's like, oh, go go Stupid to <laughs> this area or whatever. I like, Run, see, like, I nobody like, can catch you. I like cool. that part because I like that they are close and she can say, go to this spot. No one will find you there. I like the idea of that. And, like, my favorite Criminal Minds episode the, the main guy's son terrible, is like terrible terrible episode because it makes me cry oh my god because you have to work the case and the murder is in the room with him with the little kid and the little kid goes and runs to this like little box he hides in when they work the case together and it's such oh, like a okay, fun little yeah. thing to say like no one it's like speaking a different it's just language something basically we know. it's like an inside mm-hmm. thing it shows that we have yeah history and, I, and that this wasn't even that clever she was just like go to that rock we like right. basically yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And boy, did he take off. There was like a duck he trail. Actually was, he <laughs> he's was a fox, actually, dude. He was actually fast. Yeah. So that was the one thing I was like, oh, he's going to run. He's going to be like slow as shit. Like, this is, this is yeah. just like ridiculous. But he was actually fast. He was actually fast. Yeah, he's Zumba. Yeah, it's and, good. And then they did the whole thing where she actually did get captured. Right. For a hot second, she she gets face to face with Father Cardin. Yep. Cardin, yeah, um, and he's like, "Oh, like, see, this is why we have to be steadfast because with evil, a sweet voice, yeah, evil comes in like beautiful disguises, very like, well. Like that was him carrying that scene. He's for great, me. man. Like I like he I said, I hated that whole scene, but Father Cardin has been amazing every time he's on. And he screen. gets better too. Yeah. And then what happened? Well, just- yeah. So what, when they're in the middle of talking, the arrows start flying. And yeah, yeah, like so, the, and then uh, they're the, saved. The backup, like, or like the warrior phase, or like some some group of Fey uh, who are skilled with weapons, you know, starts firing arrows, and then I guess Gives a small her a little battle, away. yeah, a small yeah. battle breaks out. She gets a chance to run away, and that's when she goes to her mother. And Squirrel's the one who tells her that. Yeah, she see he yeah, saw their, her mother. Correct. Right. She sees the mother go to the uh, like some temple, temple. like underground mm-hmm. temple or whatever. So, so that's how Nimway knows where to go so right she away. Imme- yeah, she gets free. She immediately goes to the temple and she sees a trail of blood. And doesn't she see that trail of blood on the ground? Like she walks up. She sees yep. like the what did you what did you call that? Like a oh yeah, like the sacrificed altar, altar yes. table. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, sacrificial yeah, okay. altar table. Yeah. You're right. You're right. She notices on the ground. She sees some blood, and all the and of course you see laying on the stone altar is her mother. Right. You know, with but some object next to her. She's not dead. She's not dead. Really she's not dead. She's, she's just laying wounded. there. She's yeah. wounded, and she's just laying there. And that was another thing I was really weirded about. It's like she's telling Nimue that you know she has this great destiny basically ahead of her. She's a powerful. Uh, maybe not witch but you know she's just powerful right. or whatever and like she she gives nimue this object this long object and she's like you got to give this to merlin this is like what i need you to do for me but what i thought was weird too is how easily she was moving on the ground while like she's managing to lift this heavy sword yeah. and like she's just like kind of crawling all over the place and she's supposed to be dying which doesn't look like to me that's exactly my problematic thing because mm. they sit there and talk for so long and instead of being like this is my mother i'm gonna try and get her to safety it's like let's talk we need all this exposition you need to tell me exactly what to do mm-hmm. with this sword and then the guy comes in and Instead red of paladin. running away, red a red paladin. paladin comes in. Instead of running away, she just watches her mom get killed. He was telling her to run yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. I hate when away. they do that yeah. in TV shows because she's sacrificing herself to give you a head start, and you're mm-hmm. watching her die right. instead, and you're losing Com- that head start. Completely agree. Completely yeah. agree. But she, yeah, she, she does eventually run away. You know, she gets the object. You know, runs into the woods, and I guess. We get one of those fancy transitions, right? And like, love those transitions. Yeah, yeah. it's really just like the transitions to her running, mm-hmm. right? And like she's being chased by wolves or something. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's here at Bingetown TV. <laughs> we uh, we talk about and love things that are entertaining, right? We don't we don't always talk about like the best shows ever. We talk about shows that are entertaining, and they may not have the best writing, but like they're good stories. But sometimes, and in that this case, it was just straight up frustrating to watch because exactly what you guys were saying, as she's trying to escape, she's literally has this power where one time earlier in the episode, a guy called her a witch and she was able to summon the power to bring, like, turn the bow into wood and basically incapacitate him. But when her mother is fighting yeah. for her yep. life... 
basically yeah against the paladin she doesn't do anything she doesn't even try to push him she just stands there and watches so that was just straight up i didn't really think about that either makes sense coming from that perspective yeah i guess it's just like yeah it's just to push they could have they could have shown or written that better in the show there's different ways to do that but the way they filmed it i was like oh my goodness yeah. Well then, just uh, if we're complaining, <laughs> might as well yeah. go might right. As well, just get to the last. To scene the, of it, so yeah. now she's at the. What would you call that? The, well, she's the, going into the woods. She's, she's going running through the woods. The woods. Yeah. She, just, she gets up this rock. She's being on chased this rock. by wolves, right. so mm-hmm. she gets on this rock. And yeah. I just think the wolves are such bad CGI. But I mean, okay, she kills all the wolves, which is badass. But I, just, I thought I thought the reveal of the the sword was really magic, cool. She, like, yeah, like she the, pulls out the sword from this wrapping, like. The sword is already doing magical things. Like it's like right. repelling the rain off of it. Like it's doing something with the rain. Like yeah, just, that was cool. It was really cool, and the noise that it's making, it's glowing with yeah. words <laughs> written on it. Like it looks really cool. Yeah, but like yeah, I like that. I like some sort of etching <laughs> on the on the sword that comes to but life. Like you said, the, yeah, the it wolf just, thing was. I just think weird. that she starts fucking up the wolves. Like it's almost like the sword isn't even in the right spot where they CGI'd the wolf's head, wolf heads coming off. It, it just looks weird to me. I don't know. Yeah, it's like she was picky. just swing. Like you were saying, like she would just swing and like coincidentally the wolf would be there. It's like kind of like she would just swing in it. And Basically, like, they oh, had- Let's put a wolf here. Let's put a wolf let's here. Let's put a wolf here that is waiting to attack after this one gets dead. Yes. Yeah, I did watch. Especially, yeah, and especially when she's off the rock. Like she kills yes. a couple of them. They're just and waiting. She, yeah, the wolves are like, I, I guess they're maybe like realizing that she's, I guess, dangerous and maybe they're kind of taking their time. But there is definitely moments where she's like, her guard is down. Wolves should definitely just fuck. I would have almost out. rather it be that she wields the sword and then the and then the wolves disappear. Run away. Like run away. Like because of because of the sheer power of her holding that sword, they they can recognize it versus just being like, all right, line out one by one. I'm gonna yeah. chop your Realistically head though, I did not really have that much of I'm not like I'm probably the the rookiest TV kind of show guy on this this channel, and I would say like I didn't really have a problem with the the fighting. Yeah, it looked a little fake, whatever. But I really thought it did a good job of explaining the sword does have powers that like Nimue we saw could fight on her own, but like the sword gave her that edge exactly. in that battle yeah. against the wolf. So like, yes, it was poorly done, but I think it did show what it was supposed to do with the sword. Right, power. and since the episode's done, um, a couple things that I can shed some light on because of the books. What are you laughing at? What's so so funny? I'm I'm, I'm a reader. Well, real quick, while we're still complaining, (laughs) while we're on the the wolves, I'll get back to the books. But the wolf scene, one thing that pissed me off, when she first jumped onto the rock, one wolf jumped up, grabbed her arm in its mouth, had her arm completely in its jaw, and she, like, went, and shoved it off <laughs> and then her arm was fine yeah. like it wasn't that was a that wolf was bigger than you and you were able to fight it off just by shoving it but you didn't try to like save your mom like i said uh, it was not the best lead not done it was giving me like aria with all the wolves the dire wolves yeah, 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 yeah. well yeah. All right, you were so, getting Twilight vibes. I was getting Twilight vibes. Oh, I, I was oh, every <laughs> time there's a wolf, teen, I get. Twi- I, get no, I was getting Teen Wolf vibes from that. <laughs> yeah, right, well, so apparently, I, uh, isn't the the monk the weeping monk from Teen Wolf? I think I read that. Oh, he is. I don't he know. is. Mm-hmm. The weeping monk is. Never seen teen, teen Wolf. So okay, the wolves. A lot of people were pissed about the wolves uh, because of everything you guys just said, and also why the hell are just randomly all of a sudden wolves chasing her for no reason after she just runs away. 
well in the books the red paladins unleash the wolves slash dogs okay, on okay. on the people release that. i like that yeah. okay. i like that, that a lot been, they could have easily yeah. done that within yep. like five seconds yep. too, where they just have father card and just say all he has to say is release the wolves or something. Like, right this exactly is, this is such an iconic moment too because it's this scene where she kills these wolves that gets her the nickname right the wolf, wolf blood bitch that's not till episode two which we're yeah yeah, yeah we'll, so we'll the other thing you were saying about why didn't she save her mom with magic i don't know if this is fully the reason because we do see something later when she's meeting the demon that they do the hidden still can't help her but she can't actually control it it's one of those things where she gets pissed where she shows emotion and it happens. She yeah. doesn't know what she's doing. If I watched my mom die, I wouldn't have any I, emotion. No, either. I agree. <laughs> and the other thing is a lot of the things that she does are mainly in the woods with, you know, with the trees, the dirt, all that kind of stuff, and they're in a cave. I mean, okay, that, that, the demon that, thing, okay, that makes a little the more demon sense thing, obviously, she calls, spoiler alert, but we're going to get to what she calls for the hidden and the, and the rock falls on the, the, the bear's right, head. But um, whatever. And the last thing, though, we didn't touch on, which was cool, is, you know, after she takes the first slash at the wolf, it gets, the sword gets stuck in the stone. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, I did, yeah, I did really like that. It got stuck in the stone. I was like, "Oh, is this it? Like, she is it just gonna be stuck there yeah. until Arthur finds it?" But she did manage to, I guess, unwedge it. But she's the queen, man. Do you think that will be like? Do you think the store sword will ever go back to that stone and be inserted in, or do you think that was just like just for something for the fans to just be like, "Oh, that's cool"? I like, think that was just not. like a little yeah. Easter egg. But I, I, I do want to get into some stuff at the end of episode three of what we think could happen because I. I have some questions about how this could be more than one season or what they want to do with yeah, it. So we'll get into that. I think this has potential to be a yeah. little But yeah, that wraps up the first episode. I think all of our, I think we're all on the same page at, as we thought that the first episode was maybe not great. Just not the first, It was just a first episode. It right. was literally all it was. Like we get main character, villain, sword of power and some other stuff but we're fine with not great first episodes because our literally our last binge town binge with us was spartacus blood and sand and the first episode was one of the first episode worst episodes i've seen in a long time jimmy almost if if we weren't doing the podcast jimmy said like oh i would have stopped watching through episode one yeah and then it becomes great so So, i'm not gonna i think that's how i had a feel for this too it was like i got halfway through i think i took a break i was like okay this is not drawing me in but for the pod you know, right let's do it not gonna knock a show off the first episode correct so that was episode one uh which was called nimue and that brings us to the beginning of episode two which is called cursed and we see nimue flashback as a child and she wakes up from sleep and she's being she's following these voices that are calling to her and as we see that we're also seeing the present day Nimue mm-hmm. as she's looking for Squirrel. She ends up capturing the attention of a red paladin who is following her, which I think Squirrel sees. Which, Squirrel sees. Which they, a but it's a thing. crazy scene where Nimue's like, with Squirrel's at a spot, but Nimue's on the other side of the rock, so she can't see him, but they can both see the paladin, and Squirrel yeah. knows to stay in his spot, but she doesn't know that the paladin's looking until they... Yeah, and yeah, Squirrel can't cut. say anything because yeah. that'll yeah, give obviously. his position away. She's so, not being very incognito. She's like Squirrel. Yeah, she's like Squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. Yeah. yeah, so she's screaming Squirrel. The Red Paladin sounds like a dog. Obviously, the Red Paladin obviously is just like okay, someone's screaming something. Mm-hmm. Let me go check it out. Sees it's sees it's Nimue. She starts running. Paladin captures her basically, or like pretty like handedly. tackles her, like tackles yeah. her she pretty hard. She didn't even try to use the sword. Yeah, didn't even try. But yeah, she gets cat like tackled to the ground. <laughs> she just killed all these wolves. 
with the sword, and she doesn't yeah. want to bring it out and use it against one guy. Yeah, that was um, stupid. So yeah, she gets tackled, and then you she's know she's getting, get, she's struggling. going in between the flashbacks of struggling uh, underneath this bear when she was a child, which we actually find out to be a dark god. It's like a demonic, demonic uh, god. demon. It's, yeah, it's, demon. I'm pretty sure it talks too, right? The oh well, talks. it's calling her. It's calling her, that and then it her says, there. "Sorry, I was so hungry." And, it and that's when yeah. she gets it's calling her marks. as Pim. She's like, Pim, Pim. Well, it's calling as a child. I don't know if it's supposed to be, but she thinks it's Pim. Yeah, so the bear was using Pim's voice. Yeah, or a child's voice. Yeah, It said Pim. If you did do the subtitles, it said Pim. Like, come here, like, Nimue, Nimue. Oh, okay. So it was copying Pim's voice. Okay, totally, Totally subtitle gang, by the way. Oh, I did that too. I didn't notice either, but. Kind of weird that it was a bear to me. There might be a specific uh-huh. reason but yeah. as of right now it's just i think i don't know i think bears and d- demons have a, a history and like certain lore but i i couldn't bring any examples to the top of my uh, head in the witcher and that's where See, she gets demon touch comparisons yeah but yeah so yeah we get the flashback the bears the bear lord nimue yeah he's like i'm gonna basically scratch her yeah and then you know she, it's about to bite into her and then at the same time in the present she's getting strangled and then that's when she hears her mother back in the flashback. Sorry, this is really ping pongy. Um, she's like, uh, Nimue, I can't reach you in time. Call to the hidden ones. The hidden hidden ones. ones. Like, yeah. they will assist you. Call to the hidden ones. And like I said in the first episode, the hidden or the hidden ones, they're, they're both, they're called the, like the hidden or the hidden ones, but I think they're just nature spirits, basically. Right, like right. They're just, yeah, they're just That's everywhere. their god. Yeah, that's that who they, their yeah. god. Yeah, right. the hidden yeah, and the bear gets you know crushed by the rock. The rock drops on its head, and which is fucking. Is I honestly, really, I like that. I really liked the flashback. Yeah, I thought the mm-hmm. bear was really cool, and like how like it was honestly terrifying. Like right as it's about to eat Nimue, like its mouth opens, a right? Fucking alligator, like a snake, like, it's or, literally yeah. just like about to house her, unhinge the jaw, and, and then just little little uh a little drop of the rock on the head squishes it. And if this was Game of Thrones, it would have been a very graphic rock oh, through very the face. Graphic, yeah. yeah seen like yeah bear draw everywhere yeah oh, all over nimway too i was oh, yeah. i was waiting for it to see what they just would like do and it's just a little spot classic. like yeah <laughs> she's clean <laughs> but the, the scratch is cool because you see like it's on fire kind or glowing yeah, like you know not yeah just bleeding there is something going on right. with that wound and at the same time as that happens we get flashback we get back we get drawn back to the current time where it's her versus uh the red paladin and she just her, wakes up. Her, her powers awake. Like the first episode, we see her. Like we see roots come from the ground, grab the red paladin. And but we don't see anything. We don't see what happens. But like all we see is like he gets basically taken, and Nimue looks up, vomits, mm. and then runs away. She's disgusted. And then that's that's the scene right there. But I thought the flashback of the bear was really cool. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was a good one. Is this when we get the um the mom taking her back, and everyone's like she's gone she's a goner and, and Not, the mom's fighting for her yeah yeah that's like the one of the next flashbacks we see for nimue but that's from the bear yeah, yeah. it's from the bear. Yeah. Uh, we can just i, I don't mean, think it well there's is. a couple because they show when she's sick with yeah the, with at the, the end of the episode um nimue's no, mom explains you know there was a time where you plague. were attacked by the bear there was a time you had this fever and you like oh yeah she's like eight people had already died so yeah i think that was a separate you're a warrior but what happens next is when this we actually talked about this last episode i thought this was i thought this scene happened last episode right here but this is where we get merlin wakes up from being struck by lightning we see the scar 
and he's he, drunk in bed. He's yeah, trying he's to tend to the he, wound. The first thing, like he wakes up, and the first thing we see is him just swaying. I mean, I would too if I had that big ass freaking yeah. slash Star going through my yeah my whole body. But yeah, Uther Pendragon's banging on the door. He's like fucking merlin like you're fucking making it rain blood outside you better fucking fix this yeah, answer like, the door bro yeah and he mm. answers it but he's just like i just need more time and he shuts the door in the king's face didn't like that he's like bust that door down mm -hmm. yeah. merlin's already gone though he grabs some things i don't know if we see His specifically hat. yeah we definitely see the hat definitely <laughs> and the, takes that the robe the walking stick uh the walking stick but and then he just starts and mm -hmm. he's out um and then this is where we, we get, get the, we uh, get a cool little transition scene that me and kathleen are so I big know which fans one of you're talking about I, yeah yeah I it was it was a cool little I like transition scenes yeah oh you do you like the uh, <laughs> he's like the left out you like the artwork is really cool on them I um i, I think yeah. in, like from flipping through the book to just glancing through it like the transitions just kind of remind me of the artwork that's in the book too yeah so frank miller is famous for batman a lot of dc comics for for his actual art and his and his drawings and he he put the drawings into the book and i'm pretty sure he had something to do with these as well i mean okay. it's his it's his style yeah it seemed this exactly the styles yeah very similar mm -hmm. so and um, then the next thing we see is Cardin is you know approaching the stone slab author where nimue slaughtered all the wolves they see all the wolves decapitated and dead and all of a sudden um we see the weeping monk mm -hmm. is that they call him the, the for the first episode they call him the gray, gray monk. monk and then yep. literally this i think literally this scene is where they start calling him the weeping monk which mm -hmm. i don't know if we'll get a clarification on that but he was definitely known as the gray monk and then yeah. switched to the weeping monk. it's like, supposed we calling him gray monk that whole first episode we no, meant we to say weeping yeah i mean too late. Yeah, too late. they don't i guess it's hard to figure out how to do this but those are supposed to be scars but right. it looks like I do like yeah. emo paint, like paint. kind of. <laughs> I figured it was like a scar from yeah. like a spell or a fight, yeah. It's supposed to be like scars. It's pretty badass. Yeah, and, and this is the first dialogue we actually get because in the first episode we just see him kind of in a flashback, mm -hmm. and this like we find out like he's actually a good tracker. Cardin walks up and he's like, "Oh, what'd you find?" He was like, "Oh, tracks." Um, mm. one set fey female girl, from yeah. the looks of them yeah and then we hear the other brothers red paladin say like oh father come here and they're all cowering kneeling bowing to their other red paladin brother who is being held up by a bunch of trees and vines and this is and the one sick. that yeah this is the one that nimue this like yeah, this, we this finally is what we, see what we she finally did see what yeah. happened and you can see like there's roots like you can't see it at first but what's going on is there are roots literally like in his body like right. just woven through his body just and he's hung from like basically a tree and he's just sitting there and they and he's they alive out. yeah he's alive yeah. So and in pain the, yeah which, the, the gruesome part about it. Yeah, and it one little uh detail when nimue puked earlier after she saw what she did she leaned up against the tree to vomit and there was wolf's blood still on her hand. Yes. And they left it on the tree. Right. So now what? She gets the nickname. Yeah. So now Cardin and the Weeping Monk, they see it and they smell it and they go, this is wolf's blood. And this is where she gets the name wolf, wolf blood, blood witch. witch. Which I keep wanting to I say, wanna say bitch. I want to say bitch too. I already did. Yeah, every time I'm ready to say bitch. Double B's, man. Yeah. And hate to make other comparisons, but that was another thing that reminded me of The Witcher. Like the very first episode we get of The Witcher, he's introduced, he kills that whole village, and then he's the butcher of Blavik. Right, like, right, right. Now we get Nimue killing some wolves, and now she's known as the wolf blood witch. Right. But yeah. Which is sweet. Yeah. That's a sick nickname. 
And then I guess it goes to Nimway. Yeah, I mean, well. yeah, oh, yeah. Well, Father Carden is giving them some shit for for bowing and stuff. Oh, true. That's you like, know. That's, I guess this is kind of important where it's like they they're kind of looking away too from the because it is gruesome and they're, they're yeah. looking away and he's like no like look at this and i want you to understand like this is where he's really pouring this hatred he's yeah like, i want you to look at this and see that this is what they're capable of right they're monsters like we yeah have to kill this them. is the enemy this, this is, is what we're, we're facing it. yep but Cardin again stealing the fucking show he is yeah. he's a good bad guy so now we have Nimue cleaning her sword and we get the flashbacks we talked about a little bit. Kathleen brought up where Lenore, right? The mother yeah, yeah. is the carrying mother. Nimue when she's young from the cave to inspect her injuries. And Lenore asks the father, which I don't know if they even really say well in the show, but he's supposed to be the town, the village healer. Like that's his job. They okay? call Lenore the healer. Oh, okay. Funny, really? I had notes specifically saying I'm, because I think this is later, but yeah, will, it's, an episode it's three. referenced. Yeah. So Lenore in the books, the Lenore is the, like the high priestess, I guess you would yeah. say. Like she's the the. She's definitely meant to be yeah. powerful. Yeah. And then in the and in the books, the father is the healer, and he's. To me, it just seems like the father in the show is just a guy. Yeah. Like literally. Deadbeat just, dad. Yeah. Who Deadbeat dad. hates his daughter. Yeah. yeah, it's just like everyone, like all that village elders, you know, think Nimue is going to die. Like she's basically on the table, just like passed out from like the bear cut, and everyone thinks she's going to die. And the mother looks at the father, he's like, You got to do something. And the father's well, like, That's what we were talking about. It's actually not the bear cut. This is, is a separate incident. Oh, no, no. Yeah. This is this, this, the first thing is the bear cut where she's saying, like she's Help. On, she brings she's, them on back. Her, she's on her stomach, and you're like, Yeah, you no, no. Yeah, that's bear where she brings claws. her back. There's another scene where she's holding her while she's sick. Yeah, okay. That's a little later. Yeah, but the scene where she's cut, she's saying, please do something, and the dad won't even get near her because pretty much they're saying she's cursed. Gotcha, gotcha. She said it. So, yeah, and then this is the real first time we see that not only do the elders hate her, but her own father. Her own father can't deal with her. Her mother's the only one that wants to keep her around. And she's remembering this while she's doing the classic looking into the river. Yeah, introspective feels kind of thing. Um, The teenager scene, which we'll get to – when she keeps just running away is the scene where you know you're like okay this dad does not want not, anything yeah, to do does yeah. not want anything to do yeah. with this woman so you should beat her and he's like she's like no please yeah. it's my daughter yeah, do not lay shit out of her for fucking defending herself like <laughs> scumbag but exactly. so after she you know toughens up washes the blood off her face she goes to get squirrel and so she goes to the spot um, Squirrel was she taken. goes to look for him. Yeah, but he's not there because he was taken which, by the weeping monk. Yeah, which we think we hear somebody walking and we see Squirrel and we think, you know, Squirrel's going to jump out and it's going to be her, Nimue, but it's actually the weeping monk. And the monk starts to say their whatever their their mantra yeah their mantra and and then and then squirrel finishes it thinking that it's someone from their village and that's why he jumps out he jumps okay i was like trying to remember the scene but yes yeah Yeah. that's how he lures i mean this is a great scene for squirrel too yeah Yeah. i know what is it born (laughs) born in the dawn is what weeping monk said and something in the twilight in the twilight okay there you go the response okay and then, well, he yeah. just wants to know, like, how many phases escaped, and he's like, enough to yeah, kill he's you, just scum. Interrogating he's interrogating Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, he like, spits I'm not in taking his the- face. Yeah. That was so, I was like, Squirrel's dead. There's just, this <laughs> Ray Monk is literally going to murder this fucking child with ease, because, like, he just, yeah, he spat right in his face, but, um, and I think we briefly see at the end of that, well, maybe not, but I guess we'll get into the next scene, which is another disturbing scene with the, oh, uh, yeah, this is, like, this is Kathleen's favorite. Oh, the teeth? Yeah, yeah, it's mm. Nimue um, 
just trying to get into what is this hawks this is right back in the hawks bridge yeah yeah she's She's, again you're supposed to think she's looking for arthur the book says she's looking for arthur you know, but she's she just, just goes right now. Well, she's I was gonna, just gonna say she's I, looking for Merlin right now. Her oh, mom guess, yeah, told yeah, her. She's looking for Merlin. But yeah, but what I'm saying is she doesn't know what to do. Yeah, and yeah, she's okay. looking for Arthur because he was the last person to actually help her, and okay. that's why she's going back to Hawksbridge. Gotcha. But in the show. But in the show, they're just like, <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> with the, but in the show. Yeah. So she's in line trying to get in, and the worst thing you can do if you're trying to look inconspicuous is to like grab a hood turn like yeah walk one way see mm-hmm. the red paladin okay. and turn around walk the other she way she does that in episode three I, in the she, in the building yeah, or whatever. all the like, time in the no. abbey yeah in the abbey and it's like that's yeah. like the work that's the best way to bring attention to yourself yeah, so and then, then yeah, quickly she, throws on the hood to yeah, like grabs look the hood even more suspicious and jumps on the cart and he's like uh, she's she's a, yeah, she's looking to get a ride, me. yeah, because yeah. there's guards, like, they can't get into the village without being, like, inspected, essentially, mm-hmm. and so she has to join up yeah. with this doctor. Yeah, now, this is the first person, and the second person is in the third episode that is just kind of taking pity on her and protecting her, even though they he have- has no reason to. Exactly, and I don't forget the woman's name in the in the third episode, the, like, main mm-hmm. The girl. sister. The yeah. sister, yeah. And it's like, why are they protecting her? Everyone else is, like, despising her, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe didn't recognize her as Faye. It was just, I don't know. Like, yeah. if you get well, pressured into something, girl. like, I feel like I personally, like, if I'm pressured to do something from a stranger and they're just, like, they seem kind, I guess. Like, she wasn't, like, yeah, I mean, she, she seemed like she needed help. Yeah. So it's, like, I guess he was just trying to do the right thing, but. She's obviously, you know, supposed to be beautiful woman in this world, too. And, like, you know, this stranger that sees her and she's like crying she's like my brother is in there like, yeah true i don't have it's gold like, but i can like pay you once i get in there he was like please please and then um maybe i can it, get a future dentist, wife out of this yeah. thinking, he yeah. did take a while to finally yeah, come around decide, yeah which if i was a guard i would be like suspicious like why is it taking you 45 seconds to explain um, but yeah they're just like they're asked they get up to the door they're the red paladins and the the guards up there are just like what's your business what, what are you doing here and he's like stuttering he's just acting real suspicious and he's like i'm a doctor and they're like well who's dennis, this girl yeah. or dennis and they're like who's this girl and he's like oh one of my patients she has a sore tooth and why can't it just be his like assistant or something i was literally yeah. gonna say that's my dentist like assistant yeah. and then he's like oh that's my patient yeah well the red paladin is like okay take the tooth out right here and the other guard that's not a red paladin next one was like seriously right here yeah. like it's they're fine and but that's what shows like the the red paladins really just they're ruthless yeah, yeah they're yeah. just ruthless he's like i want to watch you pull this this so-called sore tooth out right mm-hmm. here and Lo and behold, that dentist gets in there. You hear all the fucking cracking of the fucking bones. All I don't even know what happens when you pull a tooth out, but you hear everything and yanks that tooth out. And not that this matters, but it was cracking me up that she's holding her the left side of her face when she's saying, oh, my tooth hurts to the guards, and he pulls out a tooth on the right <laughs> side. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even realize. That's, yeah. well, that's, that's, that's very cool. That's bad. Yeah, that is pretty bad. But, so, um, whatever. Yeah, so I guess they gain entry into the village. We see another brief interaction between Squirrel mm-hmm. and the Weeping Monk. Um, this pissed me off, too, because they sh- you see Squirrel being dragged behind the horse, 
and Squirrel's having some awesome dialogue. He's, 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 he is hmm. just taking shots. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the Weeping Monk, of course, is not going to be phased by yeah. such meager comments. Yeah. But the comments were, they yeah. were fucking it, witty. Like, why, yeah. do, why do you hate Faye? Because they're so beautiful and you're so ugly. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like from your horse, from this angle, like you and the horse is, like look the same or something like that. Yeah, he's great. Squirrel's firing off. And then you see like in the background, like you see some, I guess, other Faye's like kind of following them. But yeah, I don't know if there are they fey or are they just villagers? i'm just assuming they might they're, they're probably this the people like of the same kind of people that attacked that did the counterattack on the red paladins gotcha. were like the yeah they're they're, they're from the village i think they get got yeah anyway. they're fey yeah so this is what pissed me off is because the weeping monk was sleeping at the tree and they you know walk up to him with the pitchfork at his chest and it was like hey like looks like we found the mass murderer and instead of killing them or doing something, like just like tie them up and bring them over to the horse. I think they're looking to get. I mean, they were yes, they're looking to torture him. Yeah, they, they, he's high up in the or red sell palettes. him. He could. Yeah, I mean, yeah. One, you could definitely make profit off him. But two, it's like information. You know, like what are the red paladins up to? Like, why do they hate us? Well, tie. Oh, you literally called him the like this mass murderer. Tie him up better than just the wrist. Oh, yeah, and yeah, he's that, supposed that, to have yeah, he's supposed you know, yeah, he's supposed to have a major reputation. Yeah, yeah a, like you know. know who he is. Even Squirrel said, "Kill him, don't let him go." Right, and of course they were just like, "Yo, you ever been dragged behind a horse that had a burning iron up its ass?" Yeah, yeah right. Just burning why, why are you gonna torture him, dude? Why? Yeah, why are you gonna torture him when just you kill just him? Kill him right here, but. As we know, well, they know. Yeah, he they can't quickly kill him. <laughs> find out that even with handcuffs on, the weeping monk just buries all of them, just, which was sweet. With that was a really cool scene too. We really get to see like it's a one v six situation. Weeping monk comes out of there, no issues whatsoever. Mm. Like breaks the fucking handcuffs, gets out of there, just rocks everybody, and looks like he's about to kill Squirrel. And I was a little upset. I was like, I don't want Squirrel dead just yet. And luckily, he's like. You can live, but just go tell all your fae friends I'm coming for them. Yeah, and so kind of traditional. Like, I mean, I guess it didn't really make sense to me. It's like they know that you're fucking coming for you. You can just kill this fae and just yeah. go on. Like they know you're coming. Like, but mm-hmm. what, it was fine though. I mean, Squirrel gets to live. I can't wait to hear more of what he has to say. <laughs> yeah, some more good one-liners. Yeah. Um. While that's happening, we have a quick flashback with Nimue when she runs away during her teen years her teen rebel years angsty years and her father gets her brings her back and that's when you were saying he was telling the mother to beat her so she doesn't do it again yeah he basically says you spoil her yeah and you see clearly the father doesn't like nimue at all well this is where she throws a fit and is like literally nobody likes me. Like you don't have to live through this. It's awful. So I mean it makes sense. I mean, yeah, if, totally. If your father hates you, like that's that's not a it's not a good sign whatsoever. But I guess then we get into uh I guess we fast forward a little bit to Nimway running into Arthur. Is that is that the Yeah, I mean right but we skipped it real quick, but while she's in when she gets into the village, the village crier is saying, you know, Wolf Blood Witch, you know, if anyone sees her, if anyone oh, yeah, helps yeah, her. Yeah, so just, pretty much she's not it's just to let you know that she's wanted. Yeah, she's that wanted. Anyone that helps she's her. She's got a bounty on her head. Wanted. But yeah, then we get Nimway just I guess in the village, runs into Arthur, 
begs him for help, you know, flee, like she needs help getting out of town, blah, blah, blah. But here we go again with uh, Boars stepping up to the plate, just being a monster dick. And Arthur being absolutely useless. Yeah, Yeah. he gets held (laughs) by two people and he's just, you know, trying to stop Boars from doing whatever he's about to do. But Boars goes up to Nimue and is like, you owe me money, which realistically he owes her money, but whatever. He's just like, you owe me money sees the sword recognizes it's a pretty good fancy blade it's like give me the sword and she's like no and arthur's he's like i'll give you 50 bucks for it (laughs) you can uh go on that boat that you want to go on yeah Yeah, he's he's trying trying to to scammer scammer, he's hustling but yeah she responds (laughs) by fucking taking that fucking hand right off his fucking body yeah Yeah. straight peter pettigrew bringing back Voldemort. (laughs) just just chopped right off so many harry potter references oh yeah Boars, uh, definitely screaming in pain. Other guys are just like, what the fuck? So yeah. He's saying, you know, I'm going to tell everybody about you, you wish. Yeah, he's threatening her just being like, you're, I'm going to turn gonna, you I in. I will tell you everyone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then somehow she just runs away. Just run away. What, which well, Arthur, I, Arthur I thought, grabs her. Yeah, 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 on the horse and they get on. But for some reason, wouldn't killing him just be better at that point? If you already cut off his hand. There's people there that saw that you did that. Like, just kill him so he doesn't come after you later. Because chopping off his hand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nimue's supposed to literally be like. Yeah, I mean, I think she's literally supposed to be a a girl who doesn't know anything about fighting. And when she has the sword, it calls to her, and she and she reacts. And it only and it's when she has, you know, some kind of emotions like we said just like her power so she chops the hand off and she's getting away she's not she's not really thinking like all right let me kill this guy yeah Yeah, it's a good enough distraction to get away from what she needs to be getting away from yeah we say kill him but she's also just a girl who hasn't killed anybody right right and she vomited the sight of her doing that to the red paladin right sure like she didn't feel enjoyment cutting the guy's hand off i'm sure it was just instinct but then we get some more lovey-dovey scenes between arthur and uh Nimway. This is what I was talking about, where he offers yeah, like, her the money. Arthur to, voices to the... like the his frustration. He's like, "You just dragged me into all this shit. Now I'm a fugitive." Mm-hmm. And Nimue obviously doesn't care. She's just like, "Look, my whole village was fucking set on fire." Like, but yeah, they're back and forth. Arthur's like, "Look, I'll help you sell the sword. Like, you don't need to be carrying something like this. It's a very nice sword. We'll sell." It. And she's like, "No, that's my mother's dying wish is to get this to Merlin." So she obviously doesn't do that. Um, and then Arthur uh, offers to take her somewhere safe. Yeah, he says something weird. It's the first spot they're at. She says, Boars, this won't be the first place that Boars looks, but it might, but be, it the might be the second. So then he's like, later on, he was like, all right, I know another safe place. Yeah, that's how, that's exactly how he worded it. And it was definitely like, it was definitely weird. And we don't figure out where that is until, I guess, the end of this episode or maybe the next yeah, one. Is this, a, is this where he's trying to, he says you're injured and he's trying to help her and then he sees her back scars too and she he tries to clean up her back scars and she says, well, you yeah, know, like don't back talk off. That, but, okay, you know, yeah. that, I think, yeah, yeah. That, might have, that was probably here, I think. Yeah. Then, yeah, and then, yeah, what Kathleen was saying, he was like, hey, that's a nice sword, like I'll pay 50 for it. Like, we also get that. another flashback of her like using her powers again in self-defense, which was kind of a pointless flashback to me. I mean, like, another freaking mean plot. Peasants, and, man. Yeah. Like, and like, plus like, what makes me think it might've been important is that like we get it, like one of the characters that's bullying her in that exact flashback gets a name. His name is Perry. Like, I don't know right. if that is something of importance, but like, it's just a traditional Nimue backstory where it's just like, she's getting bullied. She calls the hidden, the hidden tangle this dude up. 
and you know causes some issues for her. But yeah, and after and after this whole thing happens, this is the scene, Paul, where her mom's talking to her and goes through the list of everything that she survived, and she says, you know, you're a warrior. You know, and that's a scene we get in the trailer too. So she says you could survive anything, even a bully. Yeah. So, um, yeah, now we're going to the Abbey, right? This is where he drops her off. I guess before that, we do get uh, Merlin. Merlin's, I guess, after seeing that he ran away from uh, the king, um, he does stumble upon Lenore's dead body, which is an interesting scene because he clearly recognizes her, like mm-hmm. has a lot of care for her, like, you know, closes her eyes, holding her very gently, you know, making sure she has a proper burial almost, it seems like, but they, so you do know that these, it does appear that these two have history together. Mm-hmm. Did we get Merlin talking to the black widow in this episode? Cause doesn't he make a reference? So that's actually, yeah. That's, that's coming up right coming next. Up yep. Right here. So Merlin handles the body, whatever, walks outside, starts kicking over those like stakes and everything. And then the widow just appears out of nowhere. And that's actually, this is where we actually get told that Lenore was known as the healer. Like the widow asked, like, did you know her or something like something like that? And he's just like, yeah, like she was known as the healer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because this is the scene where she's like, you told me that the sword was lost or Mm -hmm. something. And he's like, well, that's what I thought. But yeah, that's what I was led to believe. (laughs) Yeah. And Merlin was saying, you know, I was led to believe that the sword was destroyed. Or, I'm sorry. The Black Widow says, you told me the sword was destroyed. Merlin says, that's what I was led to believe. Correct. Um, he goes on to say... Well, you she know, also mentions, too, real quick, that uh, the Widow warns him that the Shadow Lords believe that him lying was a sign of betrayal and that they want him to finish the war that he supposedly started. Mm-hmm. So it's like where like Merlin does have a huge part in all of this, yeah. like maybe more so than any other shadow Lord. It seems like, but yeah, they and- are like, they, she warns him like you look like a betrayer in like our eyes basically. Right. And then she also says that the church can't get the sword. If the church gets a sword, then basically they'll have power. Faye, all the phase will be dead. Yeah. Um, um, she also says, does she say that you, Merlin, and the sword are destined to come in contact with each other? And it all depends on whether the point or the handle is aimed towards you depends on like what you do. Mm-hmm. So he says, I don't want to touch a sword ever again. Last time I touched it, it took my powers away. So now we learn how he lost his powers. Right. The sword, it seems like. So he says, I have no magic. That's what the sword took from me. And, and then she says, even more reason to reclaim it. And the other thing that she says is, whoever wields the sword of power shall be one true king. And Merlin says, yeah, I know. I'm the one who freaking I wrote this. I wrote that. So that's words. another thing that's important because that set everything in motion about the sword and about this war. Well, he said, and I'm much wiser now. I know there's not one true king. Yeah. Right. Which is dope. It was a good. That was a good reply, I think, as well. Um, and then he basically gives, tells the widow that his plans are to get the sword, melt it in Fey Fire, but he doesn't know basically where to get the Fey Fire. Like I think it's located in a certain kingdom. Well, he that's knows. Lost. That's the okay, thing. He knows. he knows. He says. Okay. She says, "Are you actually gonna get like steal it from him?" Remember, that's what she oh, says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that we'll find out who he is, but it's not. It's a you know, and the episode she's, ends. Yeah, with, it's it's he's powerful enough that she's worried about it. She doesn't right. think it can happen, especially because he doesn't have magic. And this is what Kathleen was saying. He says, "I might not have magic, but I still have my wits." Yeah, that's some Asher stuff, right? There. Yeah, maybe. And the episode ends with him asking for three things from the widow. Uh, he wants her horse, uh, the whereabouts of the kingdom, and 
this was I thought very weird, but he asked for some clay that can't be burned by Fayfire, which mm-hmm. I'm guessing has something to do with how he's going to destroy the sword. Maybe like yeah. you know, like build like a little like a what are those called? I don't know, but molds. Yeah, and just kind of like put the sword in there and melt. I don't know, whatever. Next, we get into episode three, which is titled "Alone." Um, we're kind of this one's pretty easy to break up into three sections. We'll start by going. We'll just cover all of Nimue's story. We'll cover the brief amount of Merlin, and then we'll end the episode on Arthur's story. So right now, we'll just cover everything that happens with Nimue, and this starts with Nimue waking up from. I think she, she wakes up in the abbey. She right. wakes up in the abbey. So, so she wakes what up. What we to saw from abbey. what we saw from the second episode of Last of Nimue and Arthur was That's what I was trying to remember. Yeah, Arthur was carrying Nimue, and she was sleeping. Mm-hmm. She says, "Like, where are we?" Arthur responds with, we're somewhere safe, don't worry. And she she is sleeping, and th- he steals the sword, and, you don't. know. So that's right. the last yeah. we see it. So right now, she wakes up, and this is where she sees Iris, one of the nuns, looking at her. God, I hate Iris. Yeah, we don't. We, She's right at be this a problem. moment, we can tell that Iris is a little shady of everything going She's on. She's the narc. Yeah, she, yeah. she looks like a freaking narc she right does. away. She's just like asking a ton of questions. Luckily, this other nun named Egrain comes in, asks her to leave, basically, go do something else, go be a bitch to someone else. <laughs> and Nimue's, you know, wakes up asking a million questions in a minute, just like, where am I? Where's, where's my sword? Where's Arthur? Blah, blah, blah. I can't believe she lost the sword already. I'm like, yeah. what? This That's the whole point thing, of this yeah. show. Her mom, she made it an emphasis, like, my mom's dying wish. Gotta bring this to Merlin. Lost. Nope, slept through it. Yeah. And uh, Egrain, is that her name? Yeah, Ingrain. Ingrain? Ingrain. Ingrain. So, she doesn't even say anything to Nimue. Nimue is like, where am I? And Ingrain comes up. And just slaps oh, her. Oh, yeah. She just And is like, her. you'll speak to who I say you can speak to. Yeah. Horrible, horrible first thing to say. Why would you ever do that if you want her to listen to you? And then, of course, Nimue just storms out. Easily shoves her to the side. Yeah, shoves her to the side, storms out, and then walks out and then just is. And whole grain is like <laughs> freaking out. She, she just stands there like. I can't Ugh. believe I just got pushed even yeah. though I just slapped this Doesn't woman. chase her yeah. at all. But yeah. Nimue Nim- will head by you. So and yes. yes. Nimue walks out, sees hundreds of just red paladins just yeah. casually walking around. Which brings really us cool. to the question, why the cool. hell did Arthur bring her there? We know why he brought her After there. The, because towards of the end of the episode. But. Yeah. Like you can tell. Um, you but know, it's just like a they know very, he's like he's swearing this place is safe and yeah. this place is not safe. Yeah, like, I don't think all. they show up at, like in the nights or, or that next day, so I don't think he knows the red pounds are going to be there. I okay. think that, but at the same time, it's well, still the ridiculous. Show needs to do a little bit of a better job playing. That. And then we get introduced to another pretty solid. I think she's a pretty solid character, Abbas Nora. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She. Egrain basically chases Nim- Nimue to a, just a random room, and then Abbas Norris enters and basically is just like getting the rundown of what's going on. Tells the two, like basically gets the understanding that like she's a uh, that Nimue is a fugitive, essentially needs help with a place to stay. So she kind of just says, "You can stay." Almost. Well, she's with child, man. 
is she? What? No, that's what she says. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's like, because she's like, you're not Faye, up. are you? Yeah. And she's like, are you with child? And and she's like, yeah, so I could that, be. Yeah. So is that like, I guess, a thing that like, if you're pregnant, you show signs of like being like a Faye, or is it just like? No, they're just. No. I, I, it's, it's like, just, why are you here? Why are you here? Yeah. Seeking ref. Like, why are you? Yeah. Well, what, the mother. What's your name? Ab. Abbas. Abbas. Nora. Abbas Nora. Nora. Okay. So Abbas Nora says to Whole Grain, like, is she another one of your like runaways or like so? Yeah, right, right. Um, so I guess she has a habit of taking in like troubled child or something. Right, like right. So Abbas Nora is like, oh, okay, just clean her up, and make sure she's okay. She also tells asks them to help. They tell them to basically go to the infirmary where the red paladin that has all the branches is. She basically just wants her to be in like just hiding in plain sight, like go there be helpful to them and just like hide essentially but she goes in sees the guy with all the the roots running through his body like it's gruesome at this point like we're seeing the up close part of it now and it's right. gruesome mm-hmm. like vines running all throughout his body there's just so like no one knows what the hell is going on this is something that they've never seen before they just know that uh the the wolf blood witch did this yeah thing. and this guy is like so fucked up and they're still the women are still like if we can't fix this <laughs> yeah. guy who is almost dead beyond repair then they are going to kill us. It's like, that doesn't seem like a fair deal. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I do Any like sense. the Red Paladins. Like, they are very traditional villains, but I do very much like the, the Red Paladins. Like, I like, I very much like religious nuts being, like, villains because it's like they believe so much that what they're doing is right and that they are doing God's work when in reality it's just it's so evil and dark what they're doing. Right. They remind me of the Game of Thrones. What are they called? Yeah, there's uh, seven... So- Pointed star. Whatever the yeah. Lannister becomes one of them. How do we not know it? All four of us. I need, and Kyle I need to cut this out. You just said a Lannister thing. becomes one of them. Oh, 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 Lancel. Okay, I yeah, thought you were yeah, talking yeah. about. No, I thought you were no, trying no, to yeah. say that. Uh, cut it. It's done. Yeah, it's whatever. We're leaving it. Jimmy fucked up. No. <laughs> Um, but so no, so Abbas Nora, they're in the infirmary with the Red Paladin. They're like, can you, uh, they tell Nimue, who's under the uh, alias, by the way, of Alice. They yeah. call her Alice. Sister she Alice. has not told her, told them their real name. They ask her to go fetch some bandages, and then she overhears Cardin in one of the rooms saying that he has found a map, or like a map of like the Fey locations of where they all are essentially. Yeah, like using the these maps we can wipe out all the fey elders yeah i think what catches her ear is that he says uh we know where the sword is yeah we know where yeah. the sword is that's correct mm-hmm. um, so that kind of grabs her attention i have it like my my she um weird she is walking by that room and one other sister is walking by with the jug nimway yeah. says give it to me i'll bring it in she goes who are you okay, she okay. goes give it to me or I'll bite off your fingers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, I love that Honestly, line. amazing. See, that's the Nimue I like. Yes. That's the Nimue who wrote, said, let me roll the dice. And that would be way more often in the books. Uh, yeah. And Not the Nimue that's that- what I'm looking for because she really is just wandering a lot. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's doing. There's no consistency to her either. She's yeah. Just all over like she's a super badass one moment and then too afraid to move in the other. A bit. I don't know. I just want to side big redemption. Like I'll bite off your fingers, but I won't kill boars. <laughs> yeah, I just want to sidebar here because literally at with the start of episode three is where I have no idea where they're going with this. It's totally different than in the books, and I don't know if they're going to start if it's going to be later 
that they that they bring some of this stuff up that that happened already in the books like there's totally different things going on so i'm done with most of the book talk now because i purposely stopped because i saw the differences yeah respect so then after we basically yeah so she sneaks in the room Cardin is explaining they know where the sword is they have a map to all the fey nimue basically returns back to the infirmary where she begins to start she's helping with the treatment of the red paladin for some reason because she doesn't want to die yeah i guess she doesn't yeah that that for some reason yeah she doesn't want to die but (laughs) um she starts using fey remedies which are i guess very obvious to the the other sisters that are there like i'm just gonna call her whole game i don't don't know her like whole grain literally like she's because fey's kind of can you get me this this like honey all this shit and she's like honey like yeah. well, yeah so actually it's the opposite of what you said it's sneaky that she knows that no one does know that you're saying that it's sneaky that that whole grain, whole grain knows, knows because yeah. that nimway says how do you know but we find out later why she knows normally okay when they put it on they'll know and actually you you might be right about like they know that it's a fey remedy but the, the fact that she calls it out right away knows exactly just by some of the ingredients she's asking for nimway could tell it's a little yeah. bit nimway you know. said that she yeah. was like that's a fey remedy how do you know that yeah and nimway was like how do you know that yeah, yeah. and then so as they're tending him uh, they take off the red paladin's like kind of top half of his robe, I guess, and then you kind of see these swirling figure, like these swirling marks where the cut was. Yeah, three swirls that, three swirls that are represent. the exact design on the sword of powers little hilt at the bottom and the they pommel. symbolize right. they represent water, earth, and fire. Nothing mentioned of air, which I thought was weird. Um, but and then also to go off of that, it was like oh, they they say they, air. they say four Did elements they say air they say air okay who needs it yeah who needs <laughs> it Kyle would be pissed because Kyle's an airbender so. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I just thought that it was those markings were very similar to the uh, the bird signals we've seen mul- countless times so we see the bird signals in the first episode right. with the dead birds that Merlin sees we mm-hmm. see the swirling birds another time when Ninwe is just like casually just on her horse she looks right. up in the sky there's like birds in a swirling formation so this swirling symbol i think is definitely going to be something very it's a common theme that we've seen already and it's definitely meant to signify something but we also as as Ninwe is kind of just making her rounds about the abbey the gray monk senses that Ninwe is nearby mm-hmm. Gets a feeling he basically it, we're, he were told that he has a strong sense of smell. He's like I can smell her. She's listening behind yeah. them. And yeah, yeah. She, right after he she walks out of the room, he gets a whiff and he's like, oh, like somebody's here. Yeah, tracks her and tracks he, her to where the room to the room that whole grain and her were at like finds like her robe, sniffs it, it's like that's a fay. Yeah. Warns Cardin. Cardin's like, all right. Bringing the sisters together, like it's interrogation time. Like someone's someone here is a rat. So, and this is what's so funny. I don't know if it's the exact scene, but we can talk about it. She's walking, and two red paladins are walking directly at Nimue, and she's just like doop 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 doop, doop turns around yeah, like right in front yeah. of them. But that's this is like the scene where she uh, turns a corner and sees Whole Grain kissing another nun, and I love. At that I after. also love that. Yeah, whole grain. <laughs> Maybe for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. I think Paul mm, liked uh, <laughs> whole grain walks up to her and it's like pissed. It's like, what are you like spying? What do you, why? Yeah. Like, how long have you been here? Blah, blah, blah. And, and Nimue pretty much says, like, I'm not going to tell anybody. And it's because you didn't do anything wrong. Like, it's right. not like, I'm not going to tell anybody. They d- it's, it's, 
you didn't do anything wrong, and that's mm. why I'm not going to, which is yeah, dope. I'm not, I'm not yeah. scared of you. Stop trying to threaten me. Well, no, it's more just like, she's like, I, uh, it's woke as fuck. For yeah, Nimue. it definitely yeah. is woke. Yeah. But Nimue said yeah, to yeah. Ingrain, yeah. she was like, I'm not going to tell on you because I'm scared. I'm too scared of what yes, you're going to do. Right. I'm not going to tell like, on you because you didn't do anything exactly. wrong. Exactly. She was trying to be the big bad guy. Like, oh, like I'll beat your ass if you tell anybody. I'll put your fingers like, off. She's like, you don't scare <laughs> me. Like, what you did was totally yeah. fine, so I'm not going to fucking tell anyone. So, and then, then, then you kind of see like the look on uh, Whole Grain's face. She's like, oh, okay, this girl's like, she's she's got it. Yeah, yeah. She's very nice. Mm -hmm. Like, so I'll I'll back her up. And this is another thing. It's just so weird. So there's red paladins. After they um, go back, Nimue goes into the map room to grab those papers, and then she gets caught by a red paladin, saying, "What are you doing?" She, oh, I'm cleaning up. She grabs the cup. She just says, "Oh, go to the barn." So what I don't make, what I don't get is. Nimue is walking the opposite way of the barn, and all these red paladins are literally grabbing sisters and dragging them to the barn. And every time they pass by Nimue, they're just like, oh, get to the barn. She's like, oh, yes, brother. They're so much more aggressive with everybody yeah. else besides her. It's, again, it's the raid of armor, the dude. town scene from yes. the first episode where exactly. they're just like, yeah. we need to advance the plot. Don't touch her yet. Yeah. Which, with all that going on, that was actually really smart of Nimue to go back and get those papers because I completely forgot about it. I was like, oh, how is she going to get out of it? But she was able to you know, go into her old room, burn the papers, and then... As this is happening, the sisters are all together and the Grey Monk is going up to them one by one, expecting, uh, inspecting them. And I thought this was really, like, there was a comment that Cardin really made that I, uh, it was really subtle, but I thought really powerful. He was like, oh, those Fae will do literally anything to, you know, make themselves seem normal. Like, they'll literally, like, rip their wings off their ribs. Like, he was getting very detailed on, like, how Fae, you know, get hide in order to be more human. And so I just thought that that was really good on Cardin, just, you know, just being a beast, just laying down, like, just saying, like, he knows. Yeah. Like he will recognize, even if they're you know as human as possible, he will know. And then this is where our fucking narc, uh, Iris. Well, quick, yeah, I want to rewind right because what we missed was they actually show the red paladin who was in the infirmary getting better, and Avis comes in and says, Bridge. "Right," she, she says, "Like what's what's going on here? This doesn't you know what kind of remedy is this?" And then Cardin comes in, and and, Al, and then Alice, you know, in quotes, walks into the corner, and he's ask, he's in, he's interrogating her, saying, you know, is there any new girls here? We have an enemy, and she actually vouches for Alice and Nimue, that's why, and that's why I like that's what, that was when I was like, all right, Abysnor is cool. right, she's, right. She's so defending Alice. that's important because you know when our narc comes in, yeah. Cardin knows that she lied. Yeah, yeah, she looks immediately. At, he looks immediately at Abbas Norris and is like, "Thought oh, you said there weren't any new yeah. girls this week." And well, she's just it, like, she immediately to get to what that part. Iris, the stupid yeah, the narc, dude. narc, in the middle of the inspection goes, "Where's the new girl?" Yeah, and, like she came out. from the woods. She was covered in blood and yeah. all this stuff. Like. She what smelled like a fae, pretty much. Like, <laughs> it was yeah. honestly really out of character for any of those nuts to to be wrangled around and the red palins are like get your bitch asses in this room we're gonna interrogate you i'm gonna rip your like hat off if i don't give a fuck i'm gonna like manhandle you and then this girl's like wait what where's that alice girl there's like it's just so out like you would yeah. think she'd be at least like scared to say be like well i saw like yeah. or like she doesn't care i think she she's yeah. very devoted you can kind of see that this already. is not the first time she's, she's a not before. Ass bitch. what i thought was interesting too is that like yeah so cardin 
then looks at Nora and is like, okay, like we thought you said there were no new girls, but Nora immediately grabs like the cross right. like mm-hmm. around her neck. So I don't know if like the, it was definitely symbolic for something, but I thought that was interesting that like I think she's she was- basically she's praying to like probably the same God that uh Cardin believes in. Oh like, yeah, yeah. They're all religious. Yeah, yeah the but same it's like religion. a different prayer. Like Cardin uses prayer to destroy, whereas she's like, my life is at threat, like yeah. in danger. Like I need this. Did um, we talk about pulling the fifty foot rope out of this guy's mouth? No, well that was that's, that's like I think that's the next well, thing. Oh, that, is it? Right? We I did thought it happened. That. No, we missed it. That it's already just, happened. We when, don't talk about it just insane. That's when they're inspecting him when you oh, okay, said right, that right. they're seeing the vines going through his body. Whole grain says, "What's in his mouth?" And she just starts pulling, dude. That and was pulling and pulling. Yeah, and pulling. It was like a magician's trick. Yeah, it was. And it then, was so while, bandana. so while, I guess it is kind of important because while she's pulling, Nimue is getting some, you know, fl- the flashbacks of what she did to him, and she starts having the vines go mm-hmm. up her cheeks. And then Whole Grain notices and says, "I don't know if she notices or she just doesn't want them to know to to know what's going on." But the Paladins are are praying. And they start to see like he's dying, and, and they start to look up. And she says, "Oh, she head does. down, head down." I think she does recognize yeah. the the markings, and then like his. Oh no, he's no. He's I don't coming, think he's coming back to life. Yeah, and he's pointing. he's pointing. He's pointing yeah. at her because the last thing he saw before he got strung up was her. Yeah. And then does she like poison him or something? And, and kills him. And yeah. Holgrain does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holgrain. Um. And that's when Holgrain becomes cool now. Yeah. She's she like, defends. oh, like keep she's... praying. It's working. He's coming back to life like heads down keep praying harder and writes the mouth yeah and then she runs over gets poison and then kills him which i'm confused about because now they die well all right yeah so we <laughs> well, actually we it wasn't figured, like if they're running like if yeah they're I mean, gonna they're run they're, they're being they're already under suspicion they're running like if we just kill this guy yeah, yeah we're com- just, we're combining two parts so pulling the vine out of his mouth is one part and then and then the part where he starts to wake up from the fey remedy is i got it is um is the second part that actually just comes up now after the narc you know the narc scene so Mm. so i think what you're asking why he he, like she just goes and kills him is because they know at this point they're running yeah you know they're they're gone now i don't know we don't get to this part we don't know it's better to run when no one knows you're about to run when rather than running in the middle of someone being told like that's her right and also like i guess we'll get to this in a second but whole grain you know, has Nimue run with her, sends her off on a boat. We'll get to that. But is she going to go back to the Abbey? Because she's definitely going to be known yeah, for helping. I so I guess we'll find out. You can go with her? No, yeah, she I says, I'll she meet you like later. Yeah. We'll just cover the scene. So yeah. what happens? They run. They basically go to a cave and whole grain reveals that she's actually Arthur's sister. She's not whole grain she's anymore. She's not whole grain anymore. She's whole wheat. She's whole wheat. <laughs> she's Morgana. But, yeah, she, her real name is Morgana, exactly. She is Arthur's sister. She is aware that Alice is the wolf blood witch. Asks for her real name. It's Nimue. Mor- Morgana sends her off on a boat, and that's the last we see of them. Mm. she um, says how she tells how to get to arthur she gives her all the directions that she needs to to get where she needs to go and says i'll meet you later yeah and i really i think i did i didn't really mind nimway's story this episode i actually really thought it was interesting seeing how she interacts with the red paladins and everything i mean yeah some of it we did shit on a little bit there but i think I, I i did like the scene how it was nimway behind enemy lines mm-hmm. like trying to figure out the best way of going about things yeah i was just gonna say i mean i really thought it was badass how she like had the balls to just walk in between all of them actually grab the papers 
um, you that know, grab the scene. water jug to go in closer to them. Just and the to fact hear. that she actually burned them was a good thing because you know sometimes I feel like they the characters in the right mindset you know steals a thing and then you know something wrong goes happens, right. happens. But she was in and out, grab those papers, throw them in the fire. Was My question is, she seemed to look over them a little bit. Do you think she read them to actually know where to go to find the other Fey elders, or do you think she was just looking at them because the I one said Dwen her town? That. And I, she was looking at it like kind of like, you know, remorsefully because she knows her town got destroyed. Or do you think those papers are going to come back into play? Now she's going to know where to go for help. I think one of the things I noticed was that she definitely grabbed the map right away. But then there was like a weird scroll or something that she also grabbed that I like kind of noted that didn't really seem like was talked about. So like maybe before she threw it in the fire, like looked at it and it'll come back. But like, I think for, to answer your question, I think the main reason was, yeah, she just wanted to see where the other Fae were. Just yeah. to and they say the scroll has the elder, the list of elders yeah. that are still alive. But I mean, I don't think this is much of a spoiler. So I will say something from the book. It's totally different how they get those papers. And she's actually with Arthur. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But they say in the book that the papers have the next targets of where they're going to attack so that yeah. allows her to know when if she starts to you know rebel against the paladins where they're going to be so she can help help got it so that's basically the end of nimue next we'll talk about merlin which he only has a couple scenes in mm-hmm. this yeah. um but they are very important i would say the first maybe not is not about merlin well it's doesn't involve Merlin, but it is about him. We see King Uther carrying a tray up to some strange female, just like looked like locked in a tower, essentially. And he's basically complaining about Merlin being a dunce, an alcoholic, just basically a loser. And it's revealed that it is King Uther's mother. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously bad blood because he's bringing in a tray saying, Hey, I have warm milk with honey for you. He puts it down on the table with all the other trays of food that he brought her. They're just covered they're, in like cockroaches. were untouched, and she didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, you could tell that there was some tension between the exchange. Like something between them in the past had, def- like in the past had definitely destroyed some of their relationship. But Yeah, I mean, she freaking apparently poisoned... Well, he thinks that she that she poisoned the taster that yeah. could have been for him poisoning his food, food, and she also hates Merlin, you know. So yeah, but she does. She does give the information. She basically just tells King Uther, like, "Hey, Merlin is up to something." And then that's when we see Merlin in a tavern, um, obviously drunk again, and the widow meets him, and they're discussing the deal. Like Merlin had asked for those three things that we had mentioned earlier. He's freaking out for a sec. He's he says, have you brought what I asked for? She says, no. He's like, well, like, I'm here. The plan's already in motion. Like, what do you mean? And she's like, and then she says, I had a vision or like I had an omen. And it basically, and he's like, oh, well, like you foresee me dying, whatever. That's just like every other omen. She's like, no, actually, I foresee you being in a lot of suffering, a lot of agony. Like you're going to be wishing that you were dead, mm-hmm. but like you won't be able to die. Like you're right. going to be in a lot of suffering. So I thought that was really that did send some chills down my spine, you know? It's like... Wait, where, well, you saw his face. Be, if, his if, face. He was very confident. He was like, I'm not scared as of that. strong as Merlin to be... To experience suffering and agony, it must be pretty bad. So I'm in, interested to see. He said, you know, I've lived for a very long time. I've mm-hmm. seen that was actually, horrible things. That was something really interesting, too. Because my one of the questions I had was like, how old is Merlin? He looks young, but like, is he a Merlin mm-hmm. that, you know, can yeah. live for hundreds of years? He's been around he hundreds Merlin? of years. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. now it seems like... 
I've met with Kings. Like he's right. talking like, it sounds like he's been alive for hundreds of years, if anything. At yeah. This point. And she asked him like, why do you drink? Like, why do you keep drinking? You know, you're freaking Merlin, the magician. And he says, you know, he's been through a lot of stuff. He's been around for so long that there's no wonder left in his life, but it, wine can almost taste yeah, like wonder. Yeah, almost get him there. Which, yeah. That was a good line. Um, and then next, this kind of wraps up the, uh, the Merlin stuff. But next we see Merlin in a small town. Um, he's by himself, and then these weird zombie, almost like villagers, kind of start appearing around the corner. Right. So they're supposed to be lepers. Lepers. And the end of that scene, though, she does give him what yeah. he wants. Okay. She did yeah. bring yeah. it. She, she yeah, did she bring it. She's just trying to talk him out of it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And um, then, yeah, we see the lepers, you know, like hissing, surrounding him. He just says, take me to your king. They bar- literally bury him in the ground. Right. And he disappears. There's a giant hole. We see him. He's definitely going somewhere. Um, I thought that was sick. I thought that was so cool. When they attacked him, I was like, what is going on? And all of a sudden, he's gone. And there's a sinkhole there. Sweet way to go to whoever he's trying to talk to. This big powerful guy yeah and this whole thing like i said with the the shadow lords everything is a secret he because he's no longer affiliated with them or he's like on the outs with them he doesn't know how to get there anymore so he pretty much says like you know who i am take me to your king because he can't get there himself but they you know they have to do it they have to do it so that's it for merlin and then we'll the final stuff we're going to cover is regarding arthur so arthur last we saw him stole the sword uh is looking for uh not very arthur like yeah not very <laughs> arthur like at all but arthur is in this town apparently there's a tournament going on it sounds like you know there's a way to make money bring honor to your family all this stuff his aunt basically runs into him on the street picks him up and he's like look i want to speak to your husband my uncle and she's like look he's not a he's not a soft man like yeah he hasn't cha- he hasn't softened in his old age yeah he, like if you're looking for something like you better be like she, she says you're not here for money are you yeah. he's like no i want to compete i want sponsorship well oh, and then we also yeah go ahead. i was gonna say we skipped the cold open of the episode which is basically an arthur uh flashback yeah, of when he's a kid yeah he's a kid and he gets told that his father was hurt in a fight he goes in and he's dying, and he's, they're talking, and he's like, I'm so sorry, you're going to have to take on all my debts, <laughs> which is why he became – he's had his father's debts. He had no help from his family growing up, and he took care of his sister. But, but then his sister all, got sold, like, taken away immediately. Right. But even with all his debts, you still are under the impression that Arthur, Arthur's father was actually a good guy. Yes. Because there's the, the reason why he was left injured was because basically, like, these group of guys were trying to take advantage of this one bar tender, this one girl, and he steps in. He's like, mm-hmm. if the lady says no, she says no. Yeah. Gets his ass kicked, dies over it, but he's an honorable man. Like, he yeah. does. He, he does. He says, bring back our honor. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, you're going to take on all my debts, bring back honor to our house, whatever. Um, and yeah. all, one of the debts includes his sister getting taken to the Abbey, which is why we get that's why Nimue is taken there from by Arthur because his sister's there she's a trustworthy person but the place maybe not the best but right yeah and again I don't know if they're going to tell us this in the show but in the books the father is actually known as like a joke almost I mean he's still honorable but the whole thing is that he goes away a lot on trips during Arthur's life and Arthur has to fend for himself and when he comes back he always has these crazy stories of how he's a He's a knight and he slayed this or he, you know, he did this or he did that. And it's always these fantastical stories. And then when he finally came back for good, he was drinking all the time and he was always in the bar. Now he still believed himself to be a knight 
and have like the honor but like we see later that the uncle is like you know your your father yeah he's a disgrace you know yeah i was gonna say it is referenced twice uh what you said when the woman the barmaid is telling young arthur what happened to his father she says you know he was drunk but any even though he was drunk he still stood up defended me and then like you said later on in the episode we hear that lord ector said like your father was a, a fool and an embarrassment or something yeah like and so we do kind of get the hint. and when i think of the father now i just randomly we're talking about harry potter i get the sir cadigan thing where yeah. you know, the painting <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> he's yeah. like he thinks he's a knight but he's not that's he's literally not. the point right. he's not really yeah right. yeah so we get arthur going into his aunt's uh castle house and he's talking to her saying you know i want to get sponsorship she brings up her son charles who passed away in battle starts talking about how you know heck hector not hector yeah i keep thinking hector (laughs) hector um was he was so worried about honor right that was the big thing he said my son needed to die by a sword in battle for honor like all this stuff is what he cared about and he didn't like and she also made it seem like she didn't really have like he didn't really have many feelings for the son really it was just yeah he lived in honor like he's carrying the name but like she does reference here wear this while you're fighting because it might you know give soften him, him up. Yeah, it might soften him a little bit yeah. seeing you wear this and it was charles's old clothes which yeah, fit charles's him old perfectly clothes. right correct and then arthur you know kind of being a nerd he's just like flexing his sword like he's walking to <laughs> meet hector he's just fucking wielding the sword a little bit he's swinging it around feeling confident it was pretty sick i swear i loved cool. it no, it was cool and was i like cool. the sound because they do that and it's like the subtitle yeah. show yeah, like it's just like mystical twinkling yeah. or something like that on the yeah. bottom but yeah. Hector kind of peeks around the corners, like smiles, like, okay, this kid like means business. Yeah. But, but it's all business when Arthur walks in, like Hector is not like showing him any soft spots. Like he's like, what do you want from me? And he's like, I want sponsorship. He's like, I have like 10 other men who could be better at this than you. Like what makes you see, like, what are you so like, what makes you so special? Um, but he defend like Arthur defends himself. He's like, you know, like I've made a lot of mistakes, grown a lot. But I could still beat any of those other ten guys. Yeah, like, I'm a good Hector fighter. even like right. this is where he starts starts softening up a little. He's like, yeah, I'll admit, like those guys out there have no combat experience mm-hmm. whatsoever. Where mm-hmm. you definitely have been around the block. Right. He also brings up how Arthur is wearing his son's old clothes. He says, "When I saw you first enter the castle, I thought you were were my Charles, Charles, yeah. my son." R.I.P. Charlie. Yeah. Um, but this is where Arthur lies to him about how he got the sword what he said he got it from what like a he rich saved girl? the girl's life and like, saved a noble, yeah. yeah basically saved a noble woman mm-hmm. she gave it to me as a, a sign of thanks essentially right and very he good says, liar. yeah and he says you you obtained it with honor pretty much or yeah, you know I hate to say it yeah, yeah. because fucking boars <laughs> yeah they're out it's uh arthur and ector you know they're i guess they're celebrating they're about to celebrate the newfound sponsorship grabbing a point yeah grab a point and here we go. Boris always just at the worst times just appears and starts threatening Arthur. He's like, and Hector, he's just like, you have no idea who Arthur really is. He's, he literally stole that sword from a poor Faye girl, like twisting the tail a little bit, obviously, but was like, yeah, she, she had lost everything already. And then he steals her sword. Like there is no like mm-hmm. d- respect in this man whatsoever. And then Hector's like looking at him. Like, yeah. yeah. Before you're just like your father. in, in the throne hall, uh, 
Ector said something to Arthur. The last I heard about you, you were with those thieves and cutthroats. Arthur says, oh, all that's behind me. So now when they're in, you know, the pub, he does see he's still with these cutthroats. And Boris says he even works for me. Like, yeah, the together. truth right. just starts unraveling. And immediately Hector just looks at Arthur and he's like, you're just like your father. Like, you're a disgrace. Like, yeah, he said your dad was an embarrassment, but you're worse. You're a thief and yeah. on and on. One little awesome funny thing that happened Boars is saying like okay you know you need to pay me for arthur's debts oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like 500 silver or something like that one of your fancy rings ought to cover it so once Hector does find out you know is would is the story of you saving that noble woman fake or is it true and he goes it was all a lie he hands over the ring and Boars is like what about all these other rings on your fingers yeah, yeah, yeah. over there? And then that's when the scuffle kind of breaks out, basically. And Arthur, you know, kind of pushes Boris aside and then just, yeah, beat, like just mur- straight up murders his, uh, his, his partner. And as he's about to like give the final thrust to the guy, Hector is like, no. And Arthur just no remorse just goes for it. And then kind of you see his face like kind of like, shit, what did I just do? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> that was funny that scene when they stood up and like unsheathed their swords me and kathleen looked at each other and we're like that was like extra large cheese pizza right there that was yeah. so dumb and cheesy <laughs> yeah. that was it really was and the way it was the bad. guy was like holding the sword too just like yeah, it like, was clumsy as hell bottle, and then he yes. gets the bottle smashed over his head and then thrust dead oh, yeah. it could have been a little bit more effort i don't know but whatever we got but and then this will wrap up the uh the episode uh with Arthur, the next we see him, he gets water splashed in his face. He's kind of uh, basically tied up. I forget What's what those called? things are it's called. Like a, like you got your, your head and your two arms in it, and it like locks you in place. It's like a very medieval kind of thing, mm-hmm. but whatever. We see him there, water Yuki? splashed on him. What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Yuki. like the actual oh, yeah. like slice the head off. But So basically, Arthur is captured um, by the Red Paladins, and because he had the sword... Now the Red Paladins have the sword. Yeah. So that, I think, was a great way. I mean, that wasn't the specific scene that ended the episode, but I think that was a great way to end these three episodes. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, for me personally, as we said, first episode was kind of shit. Second episode was kind of just flew by. didn't really mean anything. And then I really liked this episode. I thought th- this is like the first time we get like cliffhanger, like suck you in, kind of like let's keep yeah. watching. Like, I, the first two episodes did not do that. I agree me. 100%. Like I said earlier... Uh, I almost gave up after the first two episodes. Obviously, I couldn't, and the third one saved it for me. Yeah, and I mean, I think that soon enough, I don't know for sure, obviously, but I think soon enough, Merlin will be tied more into the story, and you were saying, Paul, that's what's catching you, and I think you know, that I, I think that's what I'm, one of the things yeah. I'm really looking forward to, is just seeing a group of people find, like together, like yeah. Arthur, Nimue, Merlin, um, maybe Pim. Hey. No, 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 but I'm so team Merlin. It's crazy. I want more. I'm so mad. He only had three I think we'll scenes. get more. Yeah, we'll definitely get more. I think. I mean, I'm going to say this one more time after this. There's no more book talk because I couldn't <laughs> believe how how different they went, you know, so I have no idea what's going on forward. So, but, um, you know, I think that, like you said, I was fine with even episode two. Episode three, I liked. Episode four, I'm hoping it gets better and better. We'll see. 
Uh, Bang Kill Mary. Yeah, I was gonna okay, say let's transition we to we have one. I didn't yeah, yeah, baby. Okay, so we're doing. If you listen to the hundred Spartacus, do you guys do it on Spartacus? No, we do not. Okay, on the hundred every episode we do a Bang Kill Mary, so we're gonna keep it going for cursed. Uh, we're doing Nim You, of course. Nim Way. Nim Way. <laughs> I'm reading this like Nim You. Nim You. Nim Me. Yeah. Whole grain. Okay. Oh, no, let's go. And Pim. Uh, I know. Oh. Paul's gonna marry Pim. Oh my God! Kill Go Pim, Bang Whole Grain, Morgana at her. Yeah, yeah. Game, Morgana. I, I know, but Not I just want to say Whole Grain just because it's caught on so easily. Definitely marry Nimway. I think we might all be the same. I, I hope not, Bro. but but I'm I'm gonna kill Pim. I'm going to marry Nimway, and I'm also gonna bang Morgana or Whole Grain. See, I'm having these thoughts now. Where I don't know if I'm gonna say this just to piss off Paul, but I'm actually gonna kill Nimue. What? She's been nothing but useless so far. What? So she really has her. been useless. Without Pim, the- actually, we've learned that Pim taught Nimue those remedies, those right. hay remedies. Well, she so. says Pim was so perfect. That, yeah, so that yeah. is automatic wife material. Like you can fucking you can heal my wounds and shit. Like <laughs> when Dave's out in battle, yeah, he comes back battle, missing an arm or something. Pim just bandaging me up. Yeah, marry Pim. We'll bang whole grain because she did have some personality. She was really, you know, she was a bitch at first, but you know, she flipped really quickly once she found out Nimue was cool. So I've got I'm good with her, and then Nimue useless dead. Ooh. I am going to do different from all of you. I'm going to kill Pim, which yeah. whatever. Okay. And I'm going to marry Whole Grain. More okay. All right. Because she's right. hot. And then I'm going to That's why? Because she's hot? Yeah. <laughs> she also kisses girls. Yeah. So there you go. And then I'm going to um, bang Nimue. She's going to do some like funky stuff. Yeah. Realistically, that is actually what I'm going to say. Yeah. I, mine was just for clout, basically. Yeah, like, yeah. I agree. Nimue totally will tie you down with the vines. Yeah. With <laughs> exactly. Make Pim it freaky. Sucks. I'm not trying talking. To, I'm not That's here the to, make it hot. I was yeah, saying. Right, yeah. I'm not some, here to defend Pim, so I hate Pim. Torpedoes underneath those clothes. All right, that was a long one, you guys. Producer Dave, amazing debut Thank on the you mic. Thank for having me, guys. It was awesome. <laughs> Let's go. You'll be hearing a lot more Dave on the mic. Yeah. Uh, if you like what you heard, give Binge Down TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Next up, we'll be diving into episodes four through six, four through seven. Who's to say? We'll figure it out yeah, we'll on the way. Uh, we're hoping it's lit AF. We also have episodes following the seventh and final season of the CW series, The 100, and another Binge With Us series following the show Spartacus. Peep those, Johns, and thanks for listening. Producer Dave, out.